hit it up. Hammer, hit it up. All right, everybody. How how how's everyone doing tonight? The today. I don't know when you're listening to this. Uh, welcome again to the Isaiah Cooper podcast, and uh, I'm here with Greg McGinnis again. Seems like a regular thing. I'm liking it. Good afternoon. And we have a very. Uh, he's a special person to me. To me, he's special. And I think he'd be special to everyone if they knew him. <laughs> Hell yeah. His no- he, he's a beautiful, beautiful man, and his name is Morton Espeland. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a nice, that's nice introduction. I think so. I do, you think mean so. Like, do you mean like physically or... Uh, or uh, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you want to know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you like me. I, I like to listen to that. <laughs> you like you like to listen to that. Well, I think you are all around, inside and out. A beautiful okay. a beautiful man. I wouldn't that's, that's how I, I, I think of it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good so thing. It's been uh, when's the last time we, we, we actually spoke to each other? Uh, it's been a while now. I don't remember. It's kinda of like uh half year maybe? At least. At the least. Yeah. I think it might have been longer, actually. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a full year. I think, yeah, yeah, that might that might sound that might sound right. A lot so, of stuff. It's, a lot of stuff has happened since we talked. Yeah. As it as it naturally would, right? Absolutely. I'm <laughs> in uh, I'm I'm in Oslo, by the way. I can. Yeah. Really. Flying my, in my yeah in my apartment in Oslo. Oh, so you're back now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so where were you were in your your you were in Bergen? So yeah, Greg, he's in Norway right now. And what's the weather like out in uh, Norway right now, where you're at? What are you in Norway, Greg? No, no, I'm in Sarasota. It's a little chilly okay. here, but I was just wondering. I wonder what it's like in Norway in January. It's probably uh, in right most now it's, most. It's snowy. It's uh, it's a lot of snow, and uh, but it, today it's been a little a bit a little bit warmer. So. The snow is kind of, uh, you can make snowballs and stuff, you know. Okay, what's a little bit warmer? Yeah, uh, a little bit warmer is like, yeah, I don't know, around zero Celsius, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 minus instead of 22. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeez. That's, 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 that's chilly. <laughs> yeah, it's not that cold. Not that cold. It's not that cold. Nah. <laughs> I'm in shorts and I was outside moments ago. Oh, that, yeah, that it, it's the darkness that's uh, tearing us apart, you know. Filling us with all sorts of emotions, but uh, the oh, yeah, because because you're so far north on the uh, what is it longitude latitude? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit dark. But, yeah. uh, but lately, it's been snowy though lately, and it's kind of fills uh, fills the streets with a bit of light. The, the winter is so much longer without the snow. Really? So it's uh, yeah, I feel it that way at least when the snow kind of snow lightens up. Because yeah, it's so reflective, it would brighten yeah. everything up a little bit. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's that kind of shit you never think about if you're never really far north in the winter. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I really like the snow. The snow is good. It's the and it's really like mild. Like where where I'm from, Egersund is like southwest of Norway. The the winters are really mild and rainy, and you know that is more. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit sour, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's um 
the wet is it does something a little different when you're cold and wet. It's different than just yeah. being cold. It's it's much worse. It's much cold worse. And, cold and crisp is quite good, you know. Yeah. I was just outside now uh, doing like uh, with some friends I live with here. We were out like. Uh, what's it called in English? Like standing on one tiny sh- uh, ski, like uh, 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 going downhill. Snowboarding? Snowboarding. No, not like not like snowboarding, but uh, it's like a tiny, tiny ski, like Just in one, <laughs> one tiny ski, like you have it on on one foot. I know? don't think. I don't. And you think... only have one. Really? So I don't think there is a name for that in English. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. We call a mini ski. Mini ski. Yeah. Well, I guess that though, that sounds right. So wait, are both feet like on the ski, or are you just like one of your legs is, is like cocked up uh, at the knee? You just, you just tie tie it to your one foot, like under your shoe, mm-hmm. and then and then you just uh, my my roommate is really skilled. Like he was, uh, he's been doing it forever. So you were like going really fast downhill. I was I was all over the place, <laughs> but it was fun. But it was uh, you just tie it to your your shoe and. Go downhill, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. I could, I could try. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, lo- there... lo- I just looked it up on Google. They call it Norwegian foot sledding. And okay. We can just, we can... <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. He, he we was... Yeah, I'm. I, lo- I had to look it up too. Obviously. <laughs> do you go? So do, are you, you don't go to like a mountain for that though. That's like like no, a nice hill minus out. House. Like in the park, you know. Like yeah. Uh, so around this area, there are a lot of like parks with uh, good. Is that like yeah. is it a really popular thing to do in the? No, not, not really, but it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were out just now, just hanging out for like one hour. It's cool, doing some kids stuff. Dude, yeah. that's that's what it's about. You know, I when I was, uh, I found that the people that live up in that n- northern country type stuff, uh, the ones that live there all year round and really call it home, they embrace it. Like they, you know, when the winter comes around, they don't necessarily gripe about it they go well i just drive my four-wheeler all around all year or for <laughs> nine months out of the year I, I not my four-wheeler i drive my my snowmobile around for nine months out of the year and they just they're out in it and they're they're doing stuff and uh having fun with it different types of fishing and hunting and all that kind of shit yeah definitely yeah you can either i mean when you have like so uh, we have the, like the seasons there are really different you know mm-hmm so you have to go with it. It's easier if you just go go with them, in a way. And it's a lot of fun stuff to do in wintertime. Yeah. Because of, you know, when, all the snow. Yeah. When was the last time you had to be speaking English? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was a bit nervous about doing this because of that. But I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, I, I speak English uh, quite a lot, actually. I'm not that good, but... You sound, uh, a, you've, you've always been good. Yeah, the thing is, I li- uh, I live now with in like a flat with three other people, and uh, one of them is um, some skitty, um a girl from Nepal, so we speak English. Is that such an interesting thing? Two people from two different countries, like one speaks Norwegian and one speaks. What do they speak in in Nepal? I was just just like Nepali is the official language, but they have like a. Is tons it, of languages. I don't yeah. remember. It's something Bambili or I don't know. I don't remember. It, is is like, Sanskrit a spoken language? No, that's like uh, the, uh, written, I think. Yeah, it's only written. Well, either way, and then you come together and you speak English in the middle. 
Yeah, yeah, we speak English, and she's she's uh, but she's trying to learn Norwegian though. But Norwegian is actually quite difficult to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, it it's is. just a strange language. <laughs> Did you know there's there's no Rosetta Stone for Norwegian? There isn't. No. Huh? There's one for Swedish. How do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those Swedes. I don't know. They're, they're like more when when people go. I don't know. Sweden is more like popular, I guess. They they're more associated with Scandinavia, or I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. When he said we're gonna have uh, someone from that region of the world up there, I was saying, please be from Sweden. Please be from Sweden. <laughs> I'm dealing though. <laughs> hey, what's up with that, Greg? <laughs> what's up with that, Greg? <laughs> uh oh. Wait. Uh oh. No, I was just looking at your your little icon. It went to. Uh, it said. It said it was on good night. So yeah, we, but I pressed the button now. So now it's good day again. Yeah, now it's good day. Hey, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I know Greg. So I'll just so I know Greg from uh, hosting. He's another comedian doing yeah, doing jokes in in Sarasota, and I host this open mic. And we met at the open mic, and right. uh, wing bang boom, here we are. Okay, boom, bang, bang, boom. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Yeah, it's that simple. Good, 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 Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People get it when you say that. People get it. Yeah. Um, and then so yeah, uh, Greg. This is yeah. I've, you know his name is Morton. And yeah. We met on New York City, baby. In New York City, and uh, I think we we met the night Sandy was coming, right? Yeah, around that time at least. I think it was because because I was at Joey's house sitting uh yeah remember yeah and um yeah. and you got into town and then he flew right back into town just as the storm was coming and uh, i had just enough time to to get back to to where we were living <clears throat> and as i yeah as i did i walked in and sitting upon the couch with uh carolina and and marta on either side of you and you were, I think yeah. you were reading them poetry. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have been. I yeah, don't know. But it's, it's not the kind of poetry that people would necessarily think of. Do you have those books, the old ones? Yeah, I have some. Uh, uh, I don't know. Around, yeah. I started writing a lot in New York. Was, it was, um, but it was just like poetry. I don't know if you can call it poetry. It was just like uh, bizarre sentences and stuff. Like, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it, just bizarre sentences. <laughs> yeah, random thoughts and bizarre sentences. Like, That's right. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I was, I, I really liked running around in New York, and it was so perfect meeting you. You were kind of, we kind of really like, yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. I was, uh, the thing is, I, I was there really, uh, it was it was quite random that I was in, even in New York, because yeah, this is actually why I was in New York, this, uh, I a couple of years earlier, no, one, I don't know, in 2011, uh, I drove a motorbike together with two, two friends from Beijing to Egelsund, my hometown in Norway. And uh, I took a picture of my friend Martin in Mongolia, in a, in a, a small place called Tariat, Mongolia, like with a big, big great white lake. Mm -hmm. And... And I that that picture I took of Martin there, I posted on this photo competition when I got home, where the prize was a trip to New York, 
So I won that contest with that picture. Was and, the, and was the contest like solely no, like a Norwegian based kind of like you can only enter if you were in Norway or? No, yeah, it was like this on the internet, like for uh, like a photography school here in Oslo had okay. like this, and I was I was kind of amazed that they actually had that prize because it was like so I entered I entered kind of and then I I won which <laughs> was awesome because I was I really wanted to go to New York but then <laughs> the prize was like staying with this um, fashion photographer thing for like a day and like a dream day of fashion or whatnot and I, and I, I didn't know <laughs> the price of fashion you know I didn't know shit so I, I was like I was and I, I was not even really that into it but it was so strange I was walking into this studio in New York in Manhattan like real big and they were like packed with Pepsi there because Beyonce was there the day before <laughs> it was just like what what is this world you know I was I was, I was and then I but it it was fun and it was nice. There was like this Norwegian photographer that I was uh, hanging out with there, and and it was really it was fun, really fun. But it was just a strange, strange world to suddenly see, you know. And at the same time, I lived on Long Island with uh, with this family that I knew uh, that uh, through some friends in Egelsund, my hometown. So I. And they had like small kids and stuff, and it was really nice that they can stay there. But the kids were like waking me up six in the morning, and <laughs> I just flew in, and I was so tired. And the kids were like, so then I stayed at, in a hotel in Manhattan, and then I finally met Marta, you know, the Norwegian girl that you also stayed with, and then and then I, that was kind of randomly how I ended up there through Alex, you know. It was really like, and then. Uh, and then there, there was the apartment, I guess, and Sandy came, and then we stayed in that apartment for a week and just talked and, and got, uh, yeah. Dude, it was it was the it was a very strange series of events because, uh, yeah, Alex was the reason that I was even living there. Because yeah, yeah so we met um, when Alex was there with his with his girlfriend, and um, they. They were at a comedy show that I was doing, and at, that night one of the comedians was having a party. Yeah. And he invited. We they were all standing outside after the show, and he's like, "All right, you ready to go?" He's talking to me, and he turns to them, and they're all standing there. It was Alex, and the rest were all Norwegian girls, right? <laughs> and yeah. He's like, he's like, "You guys want to go to a party in Tribeca?" And uh, they're like, and and Alex didn't even skip a beat, and that's why I love him because I love people like this. He just went, "Yup." <laughs> and, then, yeah. and that was it. There was no like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, yup. And then we were all on a train together, which traveling in New York City in like big groups like that is always so much fun. Like getting everyone on it. Just like you have a field trip and you're taking kids around, you know, getting people on the train and whatnot. Wait, so where was this? Where was this comedy show? You get This is, sounds like it's right in Manhattan. The yeah, show it was. was. It's at, it was at Broadway Comedy Club. It was, um, which is kind of <laughs> like, was, like was, it, was that the place where, where we were? No, we went to the one in, in Long Island City. The one oh yeah, yeah, no, we went to both, yes. So the place where you did that open mic and like you yeah. kind of ate the mic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him to because uh, he would read this poetry to me and it was just so funny. And I you know, I don't care if other people think it's funny, but <laughs> I thought it was really funny stuff. Like it was to me, I, I kind of there's there's something about it that really tickles uh, a sense a part of my sense of humor. So I wanted to see him just what would happen because Whenever somebody did, has a sense of yeah. humor like that, once it's on stage, it, there's something else that kind of happens, and I was just really curious to see what would happen. And with so, your with your 
uh, we'll say B-level poetry you gave to him <laughs> to read into a mic for another no, mic. He did it. He did it. Oh, it was his poetry. Yeah, he went up yeah. and did the whole thing. He did everything. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did this thing. I don't know. I, I, it was, it, it's like a challenge me to do it. And first we went to this one club where I just felt like I was eating death alive from inside and my soul rotted out of every where you know it was just <laughs> you remember that you know all the comedians the there, nobody was laughing at each other's jokes and it was just like so terribly i, I don't know it was <laughs> it was the worst it was i just felt like i was dying inside and then i don't know we got a bit drunk and then we went to that other place and then i just thought okay let <laughs> i did this kind of thing where i was uh i'm the norwegian trying to learn your culture uh touristy thing i don't know right it was it was fun it was fun it was fun to do because isaiah was laughing so much that i kind of that was that was the fun part (laughs) yes it was dude it was just the funnest it was the funnest thing like the whole that whole experience you know and how it happened where uh sandy kept me from going to work because uh my job was in an area of the city that lost power as well as where we were staying so we literally just stayed inside for days and yeah. like we'd go out and walk around and do stuff, but mostly we we, we made the Norwegian uh, fish bowls. Like we went to the Norwegian Siemens Church. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And then we we got like Norwegian uh, fish bowls and stuff and made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, I've never yeah. so yeah that was the most um, during yeah there was one part at one point you know none of us had taken a shower or anything so uh, they because of their heritage. We were all able to seek refuge at at the Norwegian Siemens Church uh, in an area of Manhattan where the power wasn't cut off, and they were so kind. It was incredible. Like there was a yeah. bunch of people there, and then at one and then after, it was like we actually ended up staying there a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah. got food and shelter and uh, everything. You know. Yeah. Well, where is that? What part of Manhattan oh. is that? I'm curious. Where oh. the um, is it? 43rd Street? Can that ring? It does ring a bell. That does ring a bell. Um, I'll look uh, it up maybe, right now. Uh, it maybe is... 43rd Street was the street where the from the electricity was cut off or something. I don't remember. But 43rd was at least an important street, I remember. Or something. I don't is know. It, are we talking west side or east side? Uh, it's it's got to be east side. I believe it's on the... Um, it's Midtown East. Okay. Um, it's 52nd and 2nd. It's in okay. between. It's it's in, in between the two blocks of second and first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, it was like a ten block walk. You know, it's not that bad. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we kind of walked. We kind of every day we walked from the electricity into the darkness, and it was it was so. I I really liked staying at in Manhattan during Sandy. Actually, it's kind of, you know, you don't like it, but uh, because obviously it's really rough and the stuff going on. But what we did was. Uh, we stayed together and we took care of each other and it was kind of nice in that way as well, you know? Yeah, and it's and, a lot and, of fun. And, and how many people go to New York, and, but how many people are go to New York and get to experience it with half the city's power shut off for a week? Yeah, that was interesting. That was really interesting. <laughs> I really liked it. It was like walking in by some, some sort of like apocalyptic uh, Gotham thing for me, you know? Yeah. It was just... And it was bizarrely like, and every, like on every corner there was like an Indian guy trying to work like this uh, fuel uh, thing to get this deli going, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> it was fun. It's so it was good. nice, and, 
and people really people people it was kind of calm you know it was uh, a bit uh, easy and it wasn't I, I i felt safe you know yeah I'm, uh, it's like once the electricity goes out a lot of the pressure is gone because people are like well what the heck am i going to do yeah. We might as well just deal with it. Is it? I'm guessing I, that was in uh, 2012, if I remember correctly, like the end of the fall. So we're talking like yes. if power is still out right before Thanksgiving, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying? So what's the and, what's the weather and like? Halloween, I mean, and the elections, and the elections. Obama, yeah. Mitt, Mitt Romney. I was there for that as well. It was so much stuff going on. Yeah. And, uh, he was there was, for hollow. He left just before Thanksgiving, but he was there for Sandy, and then he was there for Halloween, and he was there for the elections. Yeah. Wow. When, and I got I, I, and we did that survey thing that was really that was so fun. That was really fun. So that's uh, explain how it started with the <laughs> Halloween costume. Mm. Okay, so I, the thing is in obviously Halloween isn't that big in Norway and, um but I, I I didn't realize the magnitude of Halloween when I got there or I didn't realize how you celebrate the shit out of every fucking thing. Got so, it. <laughs> it's all about maximizing the drinking. Yeah, you just you are all fucking in, you Americans, you know. So I, I, I was I was kind of stressed out that I didn't have a costume. I was I realized that this is a big thing, kind of, and I, and I also was invited to. Well, I was invited to this party that we're in in uh, in Brooklyn with this. I just there was a friend of mine who lives in New York now, still Nello is a really good good guy, and I met them actually. I, I met Nelu and Molly. Uh, they are married and uh, have a kid now. They live in Manhattan now. But I met met them in Beijing, in Oslo, and in New York. So we met on three continents. So they are my three continent friends. <laughs> but Nelu and Molly were kind of also showing me around a bit in New York and stuff. And they invited me to this Halloween party, you know. And then <laughs> I, I realized there was like, it was so... It was like packed with gay guys, and there was like this gay guy who had on this like he was dressed as a golden goat and had golden ass, goat. And a had golden ass, goat. That's yeah, that's and had ass implants and stuff. Ass and, implants. Yeah, and he did like a ballet, and it was just it was so crazy. And I I thought okay, I have to. So I I got dressed. Uh, I made this survey. I was just dressed. I need. I had something. I needed something to do. That was kind of it, I think. And then I made a survey with a lot of like bizarre questions. It was everything from, uh, <laughs> it was like, how how are you? And then it was like a graph, and on the like X and Y graph thing. And then on one graph there was like in other people's eyes, and then on the other one there was like in your own eyes. So how are you in other people's eyes versus? Uh, your own eyes, and then people had to put like a cross where they were, like hundred percent, zero percent, blah blah. And then <laughs> people kind of got into it, and and then who's your favorite pussycat doll? Uh, do you have an uncle that's a weird? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Do you have and, an and uncle that's what, a weirdo? <laughs> yeah. And what would you do stranded as a brain in space? That that got a lot of nice answers, like like the like the the cute girly I would dream my way home answer yeah. Yeah. to uh, like your engineer guy went like aren't we all just brains flowing in space yeah, and yeah. then and then uh, a lot of gay guys just answer answered find a way to jerk off 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you gotta <laughs> be was... gay to, th- to have to answer it that way. I mean, no. <laughs> I thought party at least. You don't have to be gay. It's still so. They are so obsessed with dick. A lot of gay guys. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> Wait. So this was your con- this was your Halloween costume. It was a concept where you were a surveyor. Yeah, asking a million of yeah, yeah. questions. Oh, I see. So That's a, interesting. The Norwegian, yeah, the Norwegian. He's here. He's trying to 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 see what everything's all about, and so he's got a survey. And then I and then we went out. I was went uh, and I was dressed like Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I got a I got a visor and everything, and then uh, I just went around and went to this pub in uh, Brooklyn, I think, and then. We met with Paul Hale, the that attorney. That was his name, Paul yeah, Hale. I yeah. couldn't remember his last name. <laughs> I, I did like random guys sitting at a bar, you know. I went in, I had the survey. And he, he, uh, the survey was like a big, what do you call it? Uh, so, uh, the, binder. Uh, binder, yeah. A big like white binder. And it was called like the, the high guy surveys or something. And we were just walking. <laughs> it was awesome. And it had like a lot of paper in it. And I was doing the survey, like 30 questions or something. And then he looked a bit strange at me, and then I started just, uh, I said, do you want to take my survey? And I, we, we started doing it, and he kind of liked it. And his name was Paul Hale, and he was a defense attorney for, like, crackheads and stuff. <laughs> and then he, and then he, <laughs> and then he gave, me, gave me his lighter and said, and the lighter said, like, Paul Hale, don't get burned, yeah. defense attorney. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then his phone number, you know? And I kind of laughed. I laughed so hard about that lighter. Don't get burnt and everything. So uh, I, we called him the next day and said, "Yo, we have some follow-up questions. Can we join you today?" You know. And then uh, just to kind of <laughs> kind of meet the guy again, he was a strange guy. And then he said, "Yeah, yeah he I'm a strange guy." <laughs> I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, we're going to this uh, venue in Brooklyn, seeing the elections." You know, and. Uh, it's going to be like this big uh, rock uh, venue someplace, you know, where the elections is going to be and it's going to be TV and blah, 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 and people are going to hang out and drink and, you know, and, and then he said we can join, you know. So we went there and then we, <laughs> we came and he was there with like his attorney friends. So he had like this booth and stuff so we could hang out and got a beer and stuff. And then I started like, <laughs> it was just interesting. And do you remember when we did the follow-up questions outside? Yeah. We went like, uh, uh, he, the we thing were, was, he was he was a Mitt Romney guy, and Mitt Romney lost. Yeah, the election he was that night. About that. <laughs> he didn't, so he was kind of, he was a bit moody. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit touchy. Was, we, <laughs> but he we, was a good guy. He yeah. was great, because we, we actually... Uh, you know, had the forethought, or it was mostly, you know, Morton, this is, like, the the binder itself and the whole survey, once he, like, uh, so he came back from this party, and then I was there, and, and he's like, do you want to take it? And I sat down, and as soon as the first page opened up, I was like, this is something, right? Like, you can't, I was like, this is just beautiful, that every aspect of it was just so much fun, and it's just so fun to, like, dig through people's minds in a way that they don't usually... You know, like, it's so boring to be like, hey, how are you doing? How's the weather? That kind of thing. But then if you, like, start asking questions that get off in, in areas that people's minds usually aren't or conversations usually are not, yeah. it gets so much fun. And so... Uh, that, was, that was one thing That was one thing I realized about New York when I was there. Like, I kind of realized that I found such a freedom as just drowning in everything. So I just 
I, I, you could you could kind of ask people any question, and they would you would get an answer. That that was I, I just realized that. Yeah. So I just went around asking people all sorts of questions all the time, and it was so fucking fun. You know, you, all the do you remember the taxi guy? It, we could, if you were to be a pizza topping, what would it be? And he just <laughs> answered. He, he answered like that. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that. <laughs> he, he said like that instantly. He said. I don't want to be an anchovy. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that's it. all you just instantly. I don't want to be yeah. an anchovy. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, what's your favorite cereal? Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Everybody answered everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's weird is it almost got harder to have. So at one point we actually had a camera with us and then people were sort of yeah. not as willing to take the survey. Yeah, then then it was this and stuff, and I went because I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't like the camera thing. Yeah, it ta- it kind I, of takes us a, a bit of it away. Yeah, it was fun to just stick around with it, and the 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 papers or the, the answers or or I don't know. They were more than entertaining enough for me. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> your yeah, and so that's that. Yeah, yeah. So we actually when we went to go uh, re. Me to meet again. Sorry to meet again with with Paul Hale. We yeah. had we each had a series of maybe like ten questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to to ask him like as a follow up interview. Yeah, and they were pretty could, good. Could you uh, could you bo- uh, we had some legal stuff like could you both sue and defend yourself uh, and judge you or something? I don't know. Yeah, we could had a, some like really. Could a judge both sue and defend? Really interesting. I think like, I might actually have now that I'm sitting and here. He, he was like, he, his answer to everything was just, you can sue everything. Yeah, yeah. That was literally <laughs> the answer. Like, you, you can, can sue, sue a tree if you want to. <laughs> He's like, you yeah. can sue a tree. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can sue everything. <laughs> oh, he was the yeah. fucking best, dude. And then I had a question about his lighter. Yeah. It was, it was, don't get burned. And I, and I asked him, I was like, do you deal with a lot of burn victims? And he's like, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're lighter. You said don't get burned. You deal with burn. He's like, no, nah, I didn't even think of that. Well, you, it's funny. You said he was a lawyer for crackheads. I thought he was kind of being coy with the marketing. Like that's something that would be particularly interesting to a crackhead. Like, hey, let's keep this lighter. You know, I want to make yeah. sure that we have the right guy. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. How, what we're up against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how into the whole crackhead thing he was, but he kind of he kind of seemed like a, a lawyer that. I don't know. You can see everything, lawyer, you know, kind of uh, a lot of crazy stuff. I found, I, I, actually found you, some of the questions. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you, you actually found, have the questions? I found them, yeah. I have, uh, have them in front of me. Some of my half, at least. I had a, I had okay. the even numbers, I guess. <laughs> like from, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the one about the lighter was what, what was the unit price on these lighters? Do you have more? They must cost a lot to just hand out. And I think the <laughs> overall answer was just no. <laughs> to all of them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he was a bit moody that night. We started to ask him about his parents and stuff as well. But that, he didn't like that. He kind of realized that this... I think he was... He kind of realized that this wasn't ending up anywhere or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think that he thought that he might get more out of it or something. And it, we were we were kind of, kind of just sticking around. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of called where, us. Seeing where it would go. I, yeah. So I asked, have you ever been teased bef- uh, because of your name? Maybe Paul Hale Hitler? 
Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, Paul fail, Paul snail, Paul hail the king. <laughs> but he never, I was, and he's like, no one's ever called me any of those. And I was like, you hang out with, I don't know if, what, if I said he hanged out with a bunch of dumb people, but <laughs> they're all just, they're right there, man. Well, you know what's funny? It sounds like you guys got a great reaction from this in the beginning when it was just uh, like, are you familiar with the with the American verb to mingle, mingling? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you are, Isaiah. That's excellent, man. You are a strong reader too, as well. <laughs> so I, I just, it's you guys are making me think, like, because uh, you know, what do you do with this concept? I know it was just a, a concept Halloween cost, costume for one year, but it's kind of a neat idea because typically when you're mingling. You go to a party and it takes a while to get to that, you know, how are you? Oh, what's this? And, you know, maybe like yeah. the 15th question is an interesting question that allows you to ask something like, do you have a weird uncle or whatever? But it takes a lot of time. This is like uh, a cross between mingling and speed dating where you can walk yeah. around your clipboard and just meet a bunch of people and get right into it and be like, nah, I don't think this would be an interesting person or this person would be very interesting very quick. Once you get too serious and there's a camera where there are, you know, now you're asking about one specific person, then people say, hey, this is not this cute little thing now. I feel like I have a little bit more at stake with my answers, you know. But like in the beginning, as an icebreaker, that's great. Ask them 10 random yeah. questions, and then you know if you want to move on or not at a party in, Dude, in a minute. You're, you're so right. Yeah. And because uh, it, it would get to the point once you started doing the survey enough, because uh, I immediately jumped on board and I said, Morton, I, ha I, I want to make my own. I want to be like my 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 good friend Morton and I want to make my own and so I I copied I copied his idea and I made my own and uh yeah yeah <laughs> and he was cool with it he was down with it I think it's because I, I was just so blatant that I was gonna do it I was like I'm it was gonna just do it. <laughs> it was just fun for me like uh, I I played out like the reporter-ish card kind of did like uh and I don't know but about you know, it's, it's it's interesting. It's interesting how fast, really, you can go from talking about just shit that's really not interesting to talk about something that actually matters. You know? Yeah. It just it, it just takes it just takes just uh, it's yeah. It's, you just gotta do it. You gotta start talking about it. You know? Yeah. yeah. You need the key. The and and yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can find out pretty quickly. You know, some of the answers, like you were saying, uh, Greg, how. You know, when you, you'll start talking to people uh, and you can give them like 10 questions and, and even though they're completely out there questions, sometimes some, some of the answers fall into similar sort of areas. And it's, yeah, and it's, people it's, get playful, I guess. People got, I noticed that people got a bit playful when I did it. You know, they, they liked the randomness of it and uh, not the, they didn't have to kind of commit to anything, but they could kind of, you know... I don't know if people struggle with small talk or mingling or whatnot, but uh, it's easy to do it a bit more fun, you know? Just yeah. fuck shit up a bit and just ask a strange, stupid question, and then people get like, ha-ha, and then, you know, it's it's a good thing to I think to it's, ask, a, it's an excellent thing, especially in, in New York City, you know, where small talk is, is almost deadly because there's so many people around you at, 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 at all times how do you, like, you're in a bar, and... Yeah, but the, 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 the fine line goes between being interesting or being interested. Yes. Yeah. It's just people go... I, I think it's really nice to be interested in what people are doing, not kind of be nosy, but be, you know, 
uh, ask questions what you do and be interested in it, you know, you can, and, and commit to a conversation. But uh, people often tend to try to be more interest, you know, interesting. They, they, they try to, like, put up some kind of resume or just talk about the, all the diplomas in their life and I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, they, yeah. they really just want to put everything out there immediately. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. What are you going to do? That's just, you know, how I guess. You got to get personal. You got to get personal. You got to get personal. You got to ask about what they would do if they were a brain in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is telling though, because, you know, I, I, again, I'm going to ask you another uh, English idiom. You're familiar with the term break the ice yeah. in, in a social setting. So, you know, that, that implies like there's like one layer of ice, but we know that there's, you know, it's more like chipping at the ice and asking random questions to kind of get people to just chat. It, you know, you can start breaking through layers of ice way quicker because they don't have yeah, a chance no, to sit there. and By breaking the ice, you have to deal with the fucking cold water that's under it. <laughs> and, it and it can be quite frustrating, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Sometimes... sometimes Sometimes that that's the reason why people don't dare to break the ice. I don't. It's it's. I don't know. It's good to break the ice, but uh, yeah. It's always it's, it's always fun to, to find out what's what's there. It's 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 such a surprise, and that's what I love. And I've yeah, I've, you never know. Potentially, you never know. I have this. Uh, this is ah, I'm skipping now, uh, or just I'm just. I have this job that I wanted to tell you about. Dude, let it flow, man. That, that I found that I found a bit interesting. That was just, uh, I, I, I like it. I really like it. I uh, because I I've been working as a photographer for five years and and it's really tough making money. <laughs> it's it's been like that. It's always like that, you know. While doing what you want to do, it's it's tough. So I need. Um, uh, a second job, and then I have this. Uh, I, it's called Tilsynsvakt in Norwegian. It means that I lock up the school after you know, like the school is, is high school in Oslo, uh, and when all the students and everybody is left, I'm just supposed to check the school, and I'm going to be the last guy leaving, kind of. Right. So I do this every Monday and Thursday. I do this now, and it's quite interesting because I have to lock open so many doors. I have to check every room at the school, you know. See if there's somebody there and blah, 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 and do like routine checks and blah, 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 a lot of stuff. But then I just realized that, you know, potentially you never know what's behind the next door, you know. And that's, that's the hard part. That's the hard part about, uh, about um, I don't know. You have to have courage to, uh, to uh, I don't, it, the thing is, it kind of, when I walk around that, in that big school, uh, and I'm all alone, and it's a big school, you know. Mm-hmm. And I never know if there's somebody there or not. And, and it kind of, it just hit me that, that like the uh, how people uh, uh, develop like paranoid, paranoid thoughts and stuff. Like, what if thoughts? What if there's somebody behind that? What if? Oh my God! What if that happened all the time? You know. But it, to you kind of get you need to come into I don't know. Uh, I just like the exercise of walking through the school, opening <laughs> the doors, and and kind of commit to that. Uh, potentially, what's on the other side of the door is really, really good, you know. Right. So I'm looking. So I'm looking forward to it all the time. Where, where is the school? Can I ask where it is? 
Uh, yeah, you can ask. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, in Oslo, like on the east side of town. Uh, cool. They have like uh, you can become a, like electrician and chef and restaurant and cooking and blah blah blah. And this is, is like a, what age group is it? Because you say like it's high high school, um, but you know I know there's uh, your education system is a little bit different. So sixteen to nineteen. Okay, and so at that at that level, they're already doing like a trade school kind of thing where you can go and. Yeah, they start. Uh, yeah, they can go like the, like the restaurant uh, thing. They can be like chefs and waitresses and well, a waiter or yeah, the, and all that stuff that has to do with the restaurant. And then um, uh, they have like electricians, and then they have like uh, yeah. I don't know. They can they can become like running hotels and all hospitality. I think yeah. they call it, that's what they call that, right? Yeah. No, they call it service <laughs> That's what they call it. Say, like the, say it again? Service. It's like service, like working in service providing stuff, like helping, like, reception. Hospitality. Yeah, that's yeah. just I, that's just the, the, like the term that they, they use for, uh, okay. for that here, yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you you can you can go to college and and have your major in hospitality, and then you might go off to run like a hotel or something. Okay. Yeah. That sounds invigorating. So, dude, that's like that's such an interesting thought, you know, to have. If you you know, I've never been in a job or just a position in any way where I would be opening and closing a lot of doors physically. No. You know, physically. So I can't I, say if I would have thought of that or not, but that's... No, I, have, I haven't done that myself, but it just, it just hit, uh, it's, it's been like a, uh, a good thing about that job. I just walk around and I think, and I get, get to open and close a lot of doors. And <laughs> the thought just struck me, you know? Uh, you never, I never know what's behind this door, you know? I, sometimes you walk around and you, you know, imagining, it's not like it, I imagine that there's a tiger on the other side, but I, you know, I'm bored at work playing Ninja Warrior in my head, you know, just, uh, <laughs> going around checking all the rooms, blah blah. What if there's like a, I don't know, you know, you walk around thinking like that, and then I just realized that it's better, it's better to to have a good outlook. Yeah, that's it's better to not. That's basically what I'm saying, I guess. It, but it's you know, it's kind of a natural, a natural um, thing, almost something that makes us human. Uh, that's you know beneficial. You know, if you're in the wild and you, you're thinking, you know, yeah, there could be, a, yeah, there could be a tiger. There could be something here that could kill you. And having that forethought could keep you alive. But yeah. it, just like in you know, when there's so many people on the planet, that aspect that's typically in check with a lot of people can just run rampant. So like with the different areas of the, the brain, you know, you have the, uh, the reptilian brain, which is like the base. And then that's all your, uh, like autotomic systems and stuff like your heartbeat and whatnot. And then you have the mammalian brain, which is, uh, don't ask me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. and then, uh, um, the, the very front part of your, your brain, just like the frontal lobe or whatever, with that's like the human part. And that's, um, in that, I, I, I've always looked at that as there's a couple different things that make us human, and one of them is like symbol recognition. So the fact that we can, we have a spoken language, and those are like verbal sig, uh, symbols that we can recognize, and then we can also write those things down. And then so there's that, but there's also the the foresight 
of possible futures. And so that's like what the front of your brain seems to be doing. Like, and that's, that's what makes so the fact that you, when you're stuck in thought, your, or your imagination is, is it's a part of your brain that can create any reality in any way, but on a, a level that is, um, but the reason you would even have that to begin with was to, for that purpose I just was talking about, to so have the foresight of danger or even to predict where there might be water, having that pattern recognition, and then your, your, that part of your brain can, can um, uh, elaborate, not elaborate, but it can, what's the word I'm looking for? That part of your brain can eh, extrapolate, sorry, it can extrapolate you know, different situations and be like, well, given the, given the patterns from the past, this could happen and this could happen or this could happen. So it's like all these different possible futures and having that, uh, in your, in your mind yeah. can help you be prepared. And, but that's, um, you know, and I think, I don't know, I have no idea. This is all just stuff. Yeah, but it, it, I, it, I, I, I'm totally following you, but I think also an aspect of this is that it, this can be really confusing as well, you know, because seeing a lot of possible outcomes of, of things can can help you plan, it can help you be, uh, like, organized, it can have a really, like, positive outcome, but also, if you have, like, a bad day, you tend to also think, like, in a lot of, like, you go from zero to a hundred, like, really fast on, on your problem, you know? You see, like, if, ah, oh, no, I, I fucked up this thing. And then uh, you think of all the possible outcomes of that mistake, and then you, like, turn one mistake really bad, and then, I don't know, you can, you can go bad, it can turn bad on you as well, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. And that's, when I'm, I don't know, I just, uh, I just, I just, think that the uh, one thing t that has to be confronted like for for sure is the, the duality of of our nature you know mm -hmm. and uh and that's yeah it seems to be a problem we have we can't fix it that everything has everything has the, the other side as well you know? yep it has to be yeah and it it's has just to be. Uh, it's so mind-fuckingly uh, awesome but also intense and something to get a bit lost in you know so i have a, a question for you morton mm. and this is this is interesting um and I'll, I'll elaborate more but first i just want to ask the question on your um your avatar your icon whatever you, you want to, like your profile picture for skype you have a picture of an owl yeah may i ask why you have a picture of an owl yeah, yeah. It's it's. Why do you uh, have a picture of an owl? <laughs> it's a com I like owls, but it's a combination uh, of all the avatars I have here. I like the owl. You like the owl? Yeah, it's a good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 nice in many ways. It's a very uh, triangular, you know. And then. Uh, uh, it's triangular. I definitely would love to hear a follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was thinking when when he said the owl, I said you know this guy seems like a he's he's curious, he's questioning, and uh, you know here in the states the owl says who. I wonder is the Norwegian word for what the owl says is it very similar to the question who. Oh yeah, in Nor in Norway, if you, if someone said what sound does an owl make, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, it's similar to who, yeah. yeah. 
But is that does that mean the same thing in, in Norwegian? Does who? No, no, it doesn't mean. No. Does it mean does anything? Uh, who? Nah. Yeah, it can in dialect mean uh, her. Okay, so if like somebody has like a weird accent from a different part of the yeah, country, yeah, I, I can say who, like she too. Okay, yeah. okay. interesting. Yeah, but who? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't have that uh, connection, no. But uh, I, I like the owl because it's. Oh, the ice is very, um, it's like the serenity, the, the eight, you know, and then uh, the triangle with the, the neb, what is it called, like the beak. Okay. And uh, I like the, the thought of the owl, you know, the thought and the wisdom that it, that's in the owl. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, obs the, I don't know, I like the... Have They're very wise. It's, it's very, very it's very observant, you know. Yes, it is, and and they've been uh, in, you know, many different cultures, native cultures, and in a lot of places, indigenous peoples and whatnot. They, uh, the owl has always been thought of as this um, messenger or a, um, an animal of wisdom and and yeah, watcher, all that kind of stuff. Have yeah. you had? Uh, when's the last time you've you've seen an owl uh, in person? <laughs> now we're back to the survey. Oh, this, yeah, is, oh, this is this. Oh, this, this has this, a connection. This will go about, somewhere. I can tell you about uh, this. Is uh, I can answer you a bit interesting because an owl somewhere. Uh, the thing is, I have been living the last like half year. Basically, I've been kind of couch surfing through my life, and then not really, but kind of, but still. I can, we can talk about that, but but I lived with this girl. Uh, I rented this place because there was this girl playing the French horn who got the job in Stavanger, and I could live in her in an apartment for like two months, and then I lived there with another girl that was really into owls, you know. And then she had like owl uh, uh, soap, owl, uh, you know, when she cooked was cooking, she had uh, <laughs> owl stuff on and. Owl, uh, everything was owl, you know, and like like magnets on the freezer and paintings on the wall, and she had like just owls all over. So that was the last time I kind of lived with owls. I drew I drew an owl for her actually. Yeah, how did she like yeah. it? She really liked it, and I really liked to draw uh, drawing it. It's a good a good thing to draw is uh, with the shapes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen a um a live, a live owl. Yeah, I've seen some, but uh, only in captivity. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Did she? Did she ever talk about any live owls that she she had seen? Yeah, there are some. They're not that many, but they are uh, in Norway now. But um, there are some some areas that that has hubo is the biggest owl we have in Norway, What's and it's uh, quite a big owl. Cool. Did she say? Did she, did she? Did she ever tell you? It's like, oh yeah, I saw one. Or no, but uh, no, nah, no, not really. Okay. So now, now's the big reveal. So now, now I've kind of gotten through all the questions. Just so, just today, there's this other podcast uh, that I listen to, and it's just called Mysterious Universe. It's these couple, couple of Aussie guys, and um, they just talk about. Incidents, basically anything of high strangeness. So it'll, it'll range from high strangeness, high a technical strangeness. term. Yeah, dude, that's the what else? It's such an it's a beautiful high term. strangeness. Yeah, it's a nice, all-encompassing, <laughs> like, like really yeah. fucking weird or 
No, well, not like, like not not stoned high. Of like, okay. <laughs> not stoned high, but just just things that are really strange, you know. Although that's not categorically excluded, I'm sure. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we have gathered things of high strangeness. That's right. I was yes. They yeah. are. They're smart dudes like one of them has his doctorate and something it doesn't matter and the other one is uh worked as like a investigative a homicide investigator i think homicide cop yeah (laughs) and so um what they do is they'll they'll have just like a topic or or they'll go through the news and then or and then they'll um they'll review a book they'll have an author (laughs) on different things like that but in in each aspect they don't just take everything at face value you know they have all these different stories um, eyewitnesses for things or different reports, and then they they sort of dissect it and they say this is well this is this and um, you know well this is and they basically break it down until it gets down to the nugget the tiny little nugget where okay this this is what is really interesting about it or this is what's really strange about it like all this other fluff it's like well this could have been the person was really drowsy at the time like you know they they look at it in a very rational like, like the, the the core of its purpose kind of right. And they're looking yeah. at it in a rational way. They're they're more they're more skeptical. It's not like they're just like aliens exist, and so does Bigfoot, and they're both running around and beating things up. You know, they're not that kind of thing. You know, they're really um, it's good. It's it's nice. But they reviewed their newest uh, episode that I listened to. I started listening to this morning. Talks. Um, they are reviewing a book, and this guy has <clears throat> he wrote this book. On um, so UFOs and owls and like this weird synchronicity that happens between um, the two of those. So like people who who are quote unquote abductees or they say they get abducted all the time, how they see alien not aliens they see owls a lot or people who just see owls in really strange ways. Um, yeah. you know, they have really strange stories about seeing an owl somewhere and it doesn't really make sense. Maybe the owl was like four feet tall and then they don't even think anything of it or how, <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it's a four foot owl. And then they just, it just, they're just like, whatever. And it's just really interesting. What are you saying now that, that people that always said like I was abducted by aliens really saw an owl? No. So, uh, what, what the, what the, the book is, is going towards. And then, um, what the book is going towards is more that the so people who who get abducted they uh, the aliens use an owl the imagery of an owl to sort of uh, <laughs> to, sort of to trick sh- their minds <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah to, exactly to trick their minds so if um, somebody will see an owl just like sitting outside their window one night and they'll look at it and they'll be like oh, it's just an owl. And then it'll be, but it, there, there's always some kind of strange synchronicity kind of tied in with it. Like I saw an owl here and then somebody else said something about it here. And it's just all sort of these weird pieces fall together. And it's apparently a massive book with, which is loaded with this kind of stuff. And the reason the guy wrote it was because it started with, uh, you know, his own sort of things that happened to him. But I mean, is it... Uh- Okay, so he kind of saw an owl <laughs> once and thought that that was aliens. Or oh, could might have been what aliens showed him to trick his mind. Or a lot of people who went up to space right. so, reported, so he, reported back that they saw owls. Yes. This is the... This is the, the so, so what happened... So, 
So okay. They, so they have a, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's a massive tome. Yeah, what, people what? saying that they also saw aliens and or they also saw owls around their alien abduction. Is that what you're telling yes, me? Yes, or just an incident that was strange. And that also, been, yes, yeah, this is this is of high strange strangeness. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. This is of high strangeness. So yeah. I, I guess the guy was he at one. Who time, has seen all these owls? Who is this guy? Why is this book so big? I haven't heard about this. I, hey, man. There's a big I have world so many questions about these owls now. Do they come flying, or do you see people see them like a hologram? Or this book was, uh, by the way, I, I keep up on it. This was number five on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. I'm waiting for it to get to one. <laughs> if it gets I to one, it. I'll open it. Otherwise, but it's probably going to peak closer to three. You know, I probably won't read it. <laughs> okay, this is this owl. <laughs> <laughs> about all the alien owls flying around hey, in the, the states of Dakota or where not. Hey. Where is all of this shit going down, by Everywhere. the way? Everywhere. Everywhere. All across in, the world. In Norway as well? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to look out for owls. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that's, it's, it's a very interesting, um, idea and the whole thing around it. Like, uh, 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 what was there? Oh, I guess the guy was at some sort of, um, convention or like get together where I don't, I don't, again, I'm, I'm misquoting so much. So I really want people just to know it was a convention. Either there were a lot of abdi, ab, abductees there or it was specifically for them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, he had asked, I guess at one point he had asked to a group of people, he's like, has anyone ever had like a weird experience with an owl? And like a lot of people raised their hand. Like most of the people there were like, yeah, I see owls all the time. It's weird as fuck, right? <laughs> and okay. then that's that's when he was like, "Well, this that's weird because I just asked you, and then a girl who's obsessed with owls." Like, but do you she, find? I mean, why is it that weird to see owls all the time? Or do they live close to? I mean, you don't you don't kind of if you see you go to the grocery store every day, you don't like go like I all the time see milk, you know? Right. Because you, you're where milk is. But if the milk then like jumped <laughs> off if like you got there and one time all the milk like, was white. there's milk again it has to be aliens right but the milk yeah. jumped off and like started dancing around and, and doing weird shit or like you you looked at all the milk and then one of them was like massive just one one thing of milk was was more than it, it was huge like well, usually you buy a half pint and then you looked and there was a whole gallon in your fridge yeah and next yeah. thing you're getting probed yeah and then you're getting interviewed by this guy mm-hmm Fuck me. So a it goes from owl to probe. I'm sorry. I, I, can I say? I can't say that. You can say whatever okay. you want. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it goes, it goes from it goes from owl interview probe. That's the way. That's that's the, the thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna get afraid now if I see an owl. Well, I'm gonna like. I don't know. So don't on. say it's not. It's not probe. It's. I don't wanna. I don't want to say that's probe because that's the aliens. The, the whole probing thing is is uh, probing is assumed, man. I'm sorry, probing is assumed. You got it. When we're talking about this. Talking about. Yeah, you gotta get, get a sniff in or jiff or what. And they're not. They're not. It's not in the T zone. They're not probing the eyes, nose, and throat. I think we know what, 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 what exactly would you rather where they're being have, probed. Okay, what would you rather have probed your uh, <laughs> mom or dad? <laughs> like they would have to be the ones probing. They wait. Are they getting yeah, yeah, probed? Or yeah, they're they... getting probed, and you can choose. Who has to get probed? Yeah. 
Probably my mom. Straight proper anus probing. Probably my mom. They, yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's the way to do it. It's got to be the, they in this community, by the way, more, and they call it uh, the owl hole. Okay. Oh, that's, really? That's, that's, that's There's the, the owl again. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the owl hole. The owl hole, yeah. <laughs> it's so common in your community to get probed. <laughs> yeah, Sandy got probed in the owl hole again. Yeah, the owl hole again. I wouldn't have <laughs> believed it, but this guy wrote a book, and it's not... 188 pages. It's 500 and some odd pages. So clearly, Dude, it is I'm a phenomenon. I have, no, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but this, this it just sounds so. Right, so, so let's let me put it this way, right? Yeah. What? Let's let me let me let me just say this, all right? So I'm telling. So so what's what's strange is is uh, the, again, there's these like strange. There are many things that are strange about oh, this. Oh, there's so many things that are strange about this. But yeah. <coughs> highly, highly, strange, highly, highly strange. Highly strange, I would say. Some would say, say yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> pinnacle. Some, some would define it as highly strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, but one of the, the pinnacle sort of aspects of it is, this, is the synchronicity of the two and, and seeing, like, like for, for instance, right now, this morning is when I started listening to to the podcast. And then all, on my way back, I was listening to it too. And they're reviewing the book and talking about uh, different excerpts from it and people's stories and, and whatnot. And then, uh, so now I'm interested. And I know my sister kind of likes owls and stuff. So I actually messaged, messaged her a little bit ago because I'm going to ask her similar questions. But, you know, what are the odds? Like I'm doing a podcast today. I get on and your profile picture, picture is an owl. You can have a picture of anything. Yeah. So right there is like that's what I mean. It, like that's what the book is talking about. Like really strange synchronistic sort of things that occur. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it can be really interesting. It, it can be, but then again, if you then talk about the the to, like the the complete now, it's it's always like that kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I, I get it. It's it kind of when stuff line up. You know, it's it's interesting for us, and it's interesting. You know, you know, one thing that I find really interesting. Speaking of lions, this week I read that uh, five of our planets in our solar system were lining up. Right. Uh, and I've been seeing so many five spotted lines lately uh, that are really straight. Uh, there's a place I stand every day, uh, and there has been snowing lately, and there's like a big wall brick wall and there's a like tiny uh, i don't know it's like the snow falls down on it and some places on the wall it kind of gets it stays there you know mm -hmm. and on this wall it's just one it stays in one perfect line five spotted line it and there's no other spots on the whole wall you know it's just five spots with snow and it's i don't know it's been nice <laughs> I, I like to I like to see patterns and uh, I know I think that uh, humans really enjoy life when they see clearly patterns and, yeah, and yeah. feel that they, they understand them and and they feel connected to them and I at least do you know when the world is most recognizable for me I'm I'm having I'm having a good time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a very but, but, but when I don't when I need to get to know stuff or I need to change something or something is broken or blah, blah blah you have to you have to feel something you don't want to feel <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's that's the 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 feeling of unknowing 
Um, what do you know which five planets it is? Uh, no, I, I, I really don't, and it's, it's. I can't say stuff like that's just I read online. With does that? I, I mean, I would imagine that happens like on a. It happens all the time. Whatever the basis yeah, yeah. is, right? You know, like every yeah. twenty-one point three years or whatever. And it blows my mind that they can calculate that. Yeah, I'm I not, really, I'm not, I, I, Yeah, I totally, it, I totally agree. I, but I've been, I've been like following like moon cycles and stuff. Like this Sunday now, midnight now. There's full moon. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 I find uh, like you're saying with owls. I find full moon quite interesting because, but obviously, I'm really I'm interested in it and I like to follow that cycle and stuff. And you know, people. Then you, I used to, you know, usually you, it's just been interesting. Last full moon was my father's birthday, for example, it was a big day. And so, and now this is today we're talking, uh, and we haven't talked in a long while, you know, and it's really nice. And uh, it's a full moon. It's good. I think the full moon definitely is a phenomenon because I think people, over many many centuries, have associated, uh, you know, some some type of high strangeness, for lack of a better term. I don't know where I got that all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> with the full moon, so people are more apt to do crazy stuff on the yeah. full moon. So you, it, that actually has become a physical, th- you know, this, the the world's self fulfilling prophecy. And you do actually have to be careful on the full moon, I think, because there are people who, you know, the guy that's going to kill his neighbor probably not going to do it mid-month you know he's or it's more likely he's going to do it during the full moon just because it just seems more well, you apt. want to be able to see at night when you're or after owl. he's seen an owl that's, that's well, probably I, another I'm, I'm i'm not careful at all at full moons i celebrate full moons yeah 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 i mean i don't think it's a fear thing i'm not saying that you have to be afraid of the full moon i'm saying but people you know it is a real phenomenon i don't feel like the moon is pulling on our brains or anything i think just people uh, a lot of people Feel yeah. like the the full moon has some type of there's there's something going on with it. So you know it, it does. Yes, it, it has to do with how weather inflicts us in a very very deep and obvious way. You know, and I I have always grown up on islands and and the moon has its pull on the ocean and the weather and often how the winds change and and it, it goes in cycles. So I, I mean, even my great grandfather talked about that. You know. How uh, how how the weather has a, had a, has a, has a clear tendency of changing around full moon. It's not it's not not like a universal law, but it has a tendency to follow yeah. these cycles, you know. So it, it's it's just interesting, and it's a part of yeah. It has a, it has a big pull on the water, for example. Definitely, and, obvious, and obviously something that has a pull on something has powerful and of that magnitude that water has on life you know obviously it has something it obviously it you know uh, influences us yeah i think it's, yeah. it's a it's a little column a little column b like there's people are told that there's something going on and then so they sort of just like he said uh, like greg said it's, it's like self-fulfilling but then on the other side there's so much that we that we don't understand and that I don't think we um, like you know they dismiss it so quickly. I, there's so many people that will dismiss it and say you know there there is no anything in all the data for what's going on is anecdotal. But like you're, I really I believe that there's something that we don't understand. Just like you're saying, like how could it not? Like it's affecting ma- massive bodies of water and water yeah, affects so- all life and 
it is stuff that we don't understand, but I also think that we have a deeply, a very bad understanding of systems. Oh, and, yeah. and that fucks everything up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we let the efficient, non, like the efficient system wins. As long as it's kind of give results, it wins. Yes, and then, and as long as the result is a plus in my wallet, son. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not necessarily with only with money, but money has a big part of it. Obviously, it's become very universal. Mm-hmm. But it's almost boring to talk about it because it's just so. It's just all over, you know. It's like a given. <laughs> Give them. What are you gonna do? There's um. So last week on the podcast, I don't know if you if you listened to the whole thing, but did you hear? I listened. I spoke about whales, and I love whales. Whales. Did you speak about whales? Did we? Or, I don't know. Did we or speak maybe, about whales? <laughs> maybe you didn't. Maybe I was just... That was why I, I remember that I liked it. But maybe I was thinking about whales when I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been speaking about whales. What was? What did we talk about exactly? No, I just, or? I just... I just... I, uh, now I'm confused. But uh, I was just... That was why I thought of you, actually. I, or my, uh, I don't remember. But anyway... Uh, whales. I like whales. <laughs> <laughs> I like whales. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. There's last week on the on the podcast we I, I told about I told a little story about how some lady came into my work and um, which I work at a at a bagel shop, uh, Mr. Borton. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Hell yeah, it's dope. So the um <laughs> this lady came in and she told me, she pulled me aside, and uh, she's like, I'm telling you this because I like she you. She pulled you aside? She pulled you aside? How, what did the lady look like? She's like a mom. Like a mom? She's, she's, she's a little older. She's a little older, uh, maybe in her she 50s. She looks like a mom, like that has to be a mom. Well, yeah, she, you, exactly. So when I, that's a nice way of saying it looks like her body's given birth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, looks like. I look like a mother of eight by that. Uh, she's, 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 she's reared a child. Uh, and this mom approaches you at work at your bagel shop and you, what do you, what, what happens? She, I'm, I'm kind of cleaning up this, the grill, which is right by like the entrance into where like the kitchen is. So she, she comes like right up there and she, she's like, Hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah. And she asked, First off, if I believed in God, just okay. that's that was good, just straight on to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good opener. And do um, you believe in God? That was yeah, yeah. What, and I, you always you answer say? that. You always answer yes because that turns a eight-hour conversation into like a two-minute conversation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you lie. You, you go straight to a lie. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not lying. <laughs> Look, do you believe in God? It's a not. Uh, it's a different. It's it's it not 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 in the the uh, uh, man with a beard the Zeus God I don't believe in the Zeus God you know there's not one it's a different thing there's there's eh. look look man there's, yes let's just what, say what yes did you answer, what did you answer this woman I told her, I just said yes she said yes yeah and then she was and then she she goes um anyway she says, yeah so what she immediately gets into she's like I'm telling you because I I like you and uh, but so you do believe in God what God do you believe in did her you me. There, it's, yeah. it's not just the, what do you mean? 
Yeah, you're, say, you're saying you're believing in God. I'm saying, what God do you believe in? I believe in the, the same God that everyone else believes in. But everyone else just has a different imagery in their head for what I'm, I'm feeling. Isaiah's is kind of Zeus-like, but also has owl-like facial features. Yeah, yeah. He got wings, but he got a whale eyes. tail. He, got, yeah. he has owl-like facial features. <laughs> yeah, he's also got a whale tail, too. Does he have a cape? Uh, yeah, it's purple. And purple. gold. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my guy. Yeah, my guy has three bazookas. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Mine's got four. What? Yeah. <laughs> so he... Uh, so I yeah. actually like this this sidebar, though, because that the way you said it earlier when you were like, uh, you know, I this lady asked, do you believe in God? And I was like, well, yeah, but it's not simplistic like your God. My God is complicated. I'm just yeah. assuming that you're totally vapid and just, you know. <laughs> however, however, yeah. there is some validity to that, though, because in 2016... You know, you're kind of allowed worldwide, I, I feel, anyway, at least in America, you're allowed to kind of be more freer and you don't have to believe in, you know, the, right, the mainstream one or the one-off or the one-off of that. Right. Or, or the Jewish one or whatever. People are totally cool now with, like, uh, you know, when someone says, do you, nobody says, do you believe in God anymore except wacko old ladies at bagel shops. <laughs> but when you do have a conversation about it, people are free about, like, want... what they feel, you know? It's, it's kind yeah. of an interesting question. I think yeah, the, was, so there was Jehovah's Witnesses came to my door this day, uh, to, oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we we just let them. We just said no. And, uh, oh yeah. But anyway, but anyway, let's get the the, the bagel thing. What's so, the, what? Okay, so um, she she uh, she she tells me that there's a big planet called Nibiru. She's like, have you heard of Nibiru? And I said, nah. She's Nibiru. Like, yeah, yeah. So she then starts telling me that there's this big planet that's been prophesized forever, and it and it comes around all the time, and it's going to come into our system, and our solar system, and it's going to basically like destroy Earth in a way, and like everything's going to be messed up. Was it going to hit us, or just like swing by so close that it would mess up with the one, one or the other? Is it, is it, it was like it was. It was gonna... Is it the tenth planet they were talking okay, about? Okay, so that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to now. So this, she said this, right? And then like two or three days later, the um, the information was then released about um, an actual planet that they've just sort of. So even I, I just tried to look it up a little while ago before the podcast, before we started recording the podcast. I wanted to see if it was definitive because it was almost um they okay so it's and, and it's not so uh, again they actually touched on this bit in uh the podcast so mark brown who's a very um prominent astrophysicist he he's basically like it's it's there i know where to look and uh but it's going to take a long time to find it because the closest it ever gets to earth is something like I've heard a, du- a couple different. T- uh, uh, so to uh, clarify, this this Mark Brown is another guy that came into the bagel shop before or after the lady. He comes in after, <laughs> and he says, "Look, man, this planet is real, and you really need to go out and start stocking your food." So that's what she told me. She told me I needed to go start stocking food and so, stuff. Again, but, basically, now now they are presenting the idea of a g- gigantic planet that could potentially kill us. Not at all. <laughs> or we have to believe in some god to get rid of this shit. Oh, obviously. Well, that's yes, but let's, it's idealism. Right. It's idealism. All well, the idealism. Okay, so so first, so what she was talking about was 
something that has been – have you ever heard of Zachariah Sitchin? No, but I've heard of idealism. Okay, it's I've different. heard of idealism. <laughs> <laughs> so Zachariah Sitchin, uh, he, he, he deciphered a whole – it doesn't matter. Either way, a lot of people think there's a, there's a whole different cataclysmic event um, that people think are caused by these like planets that aren't necessarily in our solar system. Now, to be – again, so there's a side – there's, there's one side that is very religious and doomsday, like, hey, the end is coming. And then there's the other side that is very scientific. And there's people who, uh, you know, like physicists since the early 1800s have noticed discrepancies in the uh, orbits of Neptune and Pluto and, uh, and the, some other things that are just on the outside of our solar system. So they, which leads them to think that there has to be something else and they can kind of have an idea of the mass of the object judging by how the discrepancy within the orbit of these other planets right and so yeah. that's basically been something that they've they've thought of or tossed the idea around it's been called a number of different things throughout uh, history and time but since like the 1800s when we've really sort of i guess have these leaps and whatnot and through the 1900s and early in the 50s and stuff like that these leaps in that area, it's always been an, an idea. We've always tried to been we've always tried to find is there something out there. But now it's a little more definitive. So much so that Neil deGrasse Tyson actually tech, uh, tweeted about it a couple days ago. That they're pretty sure that we've we've discovered. They're they're calling it Planet Nine, and um, so it, it would it's going to be about if they find it, it should be about four times the size of Earth, and it's on a massive elliptical orbit that would take it. 10 between 10 and 20,000 years to get around the sun once and the closest it ever gets to like the sun is about 15 times or I think it's might might even be like uh further than that like maybe 20 times out further out than Pluto is so okay. it'll get like at its closest it'll be like 20 times further than Pluto is already and then at its furthest it's almost like 75 times the distance of pluto that pluto is already so it's not even going to become yeah but it's still it can't compete with the eternity no not at all so I, also I find i find the i find I don't, I don't i'm not surprised to finding life in the universe because i found myself right and, and i'm <laughs> alive yeah you're alive but but then then again uh yeah, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what to do with this information, though. It's it's useless. It's it's useless. That's all it is. It's because it's not going to actually do anything. It can, you know, like I said, it comes within 15 times further out than Pluto is. Like, there's, it's not going to do dilly. Is it? Is it? Is basically a gigantic rock that yeah. flies by like every 10,000 years? Yeah, it's a big old planet. Yep. It's just a planet that's that's out there doing its thing. And who, yeah, who knows? Yeah. That's and that's our understanding at this point. But um, at, for it to bring all these like the, the what these people are 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 predicting and doomsdaying is that it's going to cause like all this destruction. The doomsdayers. And, I mean, yeah. doomsdayers has to take it. It can end every. It can end all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. so so just shut the fuck up, kind of. It doomsdayers. It's just it it can it can go bad continuously. You know, so it's it, they can't like they try to just make you believe that it's going down that moment, and then. 
But I, I don't know. I believe I believe in I believe in eternity. Yeah, it is eternity, and humans. And that's that's bigger. That's always bigger, kind of. And then it, then I I don't get the need to go out. I rely more on the 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 purpose is to go in in. Yeah, because you, know. you can see just as much in as out. No, so, so what what do you think about the universe? Oh, wait, wait, like universe is like a nice uh, infinity. I mean, I, I think probably all three of us are firm believers in that we all seem like we're fairly modern guys that understand that the there is a concept as infinity. Maybe it's bigger than us. But I, I don't know. I always get hung up on, like, what is the... Like, there was a big bang, and now it's, it's going to be contracting at some point, maybe long after we're gone or whatever. What is... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Where did it all come from? It's force. And I believe that eternity can give you serenity in a way. But I, I do believe that the... The, the journey you take inside yourself is the it's it's the only uh, only thing that has uh, to do with the outcome of it kind of mm -hmm. how you can change uh, you can go out and wonder about the universe and it's it's so amazing it's uh, and it's uh, may, makes me humble and it makes me uh, obviously how can you look at the universe and and be surprised if there were a god, kind of. It's so big. It's so. Oh, it's yeah. There might as well be. Ten so, but you don't have gods. any. You don't have any specific thoughts about w the the origins or like this this god uh, construct or anything of, like that. I think of. I think uh, it's it's uh, it's energy and 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 that's what I can enjoy kind of or be and and that's what I am and then I, I try to be that. Yeah. I yeah. find when I think about like if I get too too much uh you know continuous time thinking about this type of stuff. It doesn't even take long, maybe half an hour. <laughs> I really start to realize like, you know, it's all about physiology. Like I'm just like a a refrigerator. You unplug me from what it takes to keep me running. And I just stop, you know, I'm like a refrigerator in a landfill, they bury me, yada, yada, you know, and even if I do all the right things and whatever happens, you know, I just extend the period a little bit longer, but it's still, right, it's still a fleck of a drop of a speck of a whatever, and what is it all for? Yeah, in, it, in, its, in its perfect duality, kind of. The extreme now, it's also the, the you can go on forever explaining it, kind of. The, it's, we, li we live in... We live in duality, and still we are we are fastened at uh, the ego at number one. We can't go to the consequence of number two, which implies that we can't see our potential. So wait, this is the, I, I made a note sense. earlier when you mentioned this duality, and I wanted to follow up. So when you say it's it's our duality, help me understand a little bit more about what you're saying with that, because that's a very interesting concept to me. I think it's it's uh, it's grasping that uh, life is not dead. You know, and and uh, and where you are every night, uh, and and I don't know. To be a, to be to be alive is is to 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 comp to uh, to understand that you're also dead, kind of for me at least. For to me, understand. So kind of like even though we are all total insignificant dust in the wind, enjoy your seventy four or seventy eight years type of thing. Is that what you're saying? No, we are eternity. We're gonna stay. We're gonna. We are. We are like. We are like fungus blossoming up every once in a while in eternity. Oh, all right. So we'll die, and then we'll be coming 
we'll, we'll turn back into the universe. Like the energy never is. Yeah, is, we, are, uh, we, are, we are still, we are you, the universe. Like we, I think that we are, I heard this somewhere else, but the universe way of getting to know itself, like its own self-conscious, we, we have that in a way. When, and that's how we struggle so hard. It's, the reason why we struggle to be here is because we are very uncomfortable by the thought of not being here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that uh, no, matter, <laughs> no matter the outcome, you having the sense of being here or you having the sense of not being here, you are still here. Uh, and you are a part of this, you know. I guess it's just everyone kind of personalizes the identity thing. They are the universe. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, some Terence McKenna stuff or something. I don't yeah. know. Well, so I, I think everyone would, would go with that. I mean, I, you know, at some point, you're absolutely right. We're here. But we, I think when we say we, when I'm talking about me, when you're talking about you, we're talking about this hard drive in our skull, which I, it, it amazes me that something I thought about when I was 10 years old and remembered, like somehow gets rewritten on cells in my mind. Like I understand a bone cell can turn into a bone cell that can, you know, it becomes bone. Hair yeah. becomes hair. How does my memory from when I'm 10 get written somewhere so that, you know, because the cells that that I had when that memory was created are all gone. How do I have this 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 memory of, of stuff like that? You know, how does... Uh, you have that, it in I mean, your story, in your data, in, in what you have stored, you know, in what you have, and uh, I think we are, I think uh, we are synapse, or what you call it, in our brain, we are waves of electricity, we are the brain floating in space in some sort, but when people go down that way too far, they end up smelling like shit because they can't comprehend that <laughs> every once in a while there's brown stuff coming out of your ass and you kind of have to take care of that and be a part of nature as well yeah. you know and uh, we, you can't <laughs> we have to compromise because duality mind fucks us so hard and bad that every time we decide something we could also decide something else that would also be good blah blah blah, blah. you know it's, it's the commitment to life that's difficult. Yeah. yeah. That's a, so, so, very. Oh, and accepting it. This is such an interesting area to be going into. This, um, things about memory and whatnot. And there's, there's a lot of thoughts and ideas and people researching consciousness and, and what is consciousness, what is memory. Um, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll myself a small doobie doo here. I think. Do it. If I, I would I would do the same if I had a lighter, but I don't. I just died the other day. So um, <laughs> and that's it. So I quit smoking. It's that easy. <laughs> yeah, get rid of your lighter. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so there's these people, or not? Yeah, really smart people that study consciousness and and what is it? Is it actually in your head? For instance, there's a uh, a lot of really solid hypotheses and ideas that um, memories and such aren't even stored in in your in your brain. They're not even, or or most of you isn't even like in your brain. Like your consciousness itself is. It's all in the cloud, right? I've been hearing a lot about this lately. It's cloud. I, yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to call it, yeah, I would. The say, apple cloud. The apple cloud is even storing our consciousness now. It's storing yeah. our memories. I put them all on there because I'm so <laughs> sick. 
I it's just better. Room. Yeah, it's better. It's more reliable. It's sleek. It, it's sexier than me. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, have you heard of the? There's a really smart dude who's been around for a while. He's actually really good friends with who he mentioned earlier, Terrence McKenna. But his name is Rupert Sheldrake, and uh, it's kind of. It's interesting because Rupert, uh, um, Terrence McKenna had a couple, had like three or four friends, that all had this really. Um, specific way of looking at the world, but they all explained the world in the same. They're all explaining the same world, right? Okay. So, yeah. so um, he had this is Abraham something Abraham. He's like this mathematician, right? And he he created equations and stuff that uh, dealt with chaos theory and shit. And then okay. you had Rupert Sheldrake, who was who got his um, doctorate and. Um, biology at, at Oxford University, and is a, he's to this day still does uh, research. And um, they all had, and he, but he was tossed out of the, um, or kind of shunned from the the scientific community early on when he wrote a book on something he uh, calls morphic resonancy. And, morphic uh, resonancy. Re, yeah, resonancy, like how you know, like the way a bell rings, the the. Yeah, the resonancy of something is the waves or the waves that it creates or the the frequency at which it vibrates at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has, uh, yeah, has this whole theory on that. And and, um, it's interesting. And then, of course, Terrence McKenna had his own theories on how uh, the universe has its own imagination and this whole thing. But it's interesting because each one of them start talking and then the Abraham, the mathematician, he goes, okay, well, this is... You're talking about this, and then I have this equation that adds on to it and kind of proves what you're talking about. And then on the other side, you have um, uh, uh, Rupert Sheldrake, and he's like, yeah, well, you guys explain this stuff, and this is how it's sort of perceived in biology and how it happens in, in life around us. And yeah. it's uh, really, really interesting stuff. But he's he's a he, he did a TED Talk, and uh, I guess he's banned from TED Talks now and all this other shit because his whole TED Talk was about – was on the dogmas of science. And I believe he even – he might have a book on that. Yeah. And he talks about – so a dogma uh, is just something that is um, the, the status quo of a system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so within within science, a dogma of science would be like the, the, the laws of uh, – the four Newton – Newton's laws of physics, right? Those, yeah, would be dog- yeah. those are things or like the are- scientific method or whatever, like the things that have just been right. Yeah. So yeah, or or gravity. The constant of gravity is a dogma in science. You ask anybody, there's it's like a specific number that never changes and never fluctuates, and that's that's the that's a dogma. And he he goes through and he uh, it's like a small half hour um, talk that he gives, and he just talks about. And when he really he he investigates these things and he researches them, and he's a researcher at at the at the start of everything. So. He, 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 he conducts a lot of personal research on all this stuff and not, not like personal, he just goes out and does it himself, but he actually gets like groups of people and he, he just doesn't have some university necessarily helping him out, um, or funding his, his, his studies and his research. But he, uh, yeah, so he talks, he, he has this, this idea and these thoughts that like your consciousness isn't not in located in your head but it's located wherever your perception is so um if you are looking at a house your consciousness is that house at the time 
or you know what I mean? It, uh, it's really sort of interesting uh, idea yeah. that I don't I, I don't do a terrific draw job of, of. I feel like I hear where you're coming from, and I have to feel like I'm calling bullshit on. I'm gonna Rupert call Sheldrake. bullshit on Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> Rupert, you hack. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I don't know. I feel like my memories are way too specific. They have to have some basic in physical. Right. So the basis is that your brain is more of a tuner that picks the memories out of time and space rather than them actually being stored in chemicals and, and physical makeup within your brain. Yeah, but we are, yeah, we are perception. We are all of these things and we have free choice to choose how we accept our surroundings and everything. But I also think that we are here. Yeah, uh, we we can imagine we can our consciousness uh, can be tied here. It's like well, whatever the the perception difference is obvious, right? Like who knows what I how I see myself versus how Isaiah sees me, or how you or how you imagine me, having never met me, and and people that know me look at me one way, and I look at myself in a different way, and yeah, the perception is, is different. But we is, have like templates that we all. Yeah, agree. but this is committing to stuff. This is. The, the, now we talk about committing to stuff because we can think and we can think about a lot of different scenarios in our life and blah blah blah. blah. But the ones that you actually commit to, like family or like stuff that's important to you, spend a lot of time uh, in you know committing to that this is real. Basically, you're saying, okay, I'm committing to that. I believe that you exist and you are here and we are here together and we're going to build this family together. We're going to grow a garden. If you commit to a garden, you commit to that you plant the tree and you see it grow and you and you commit to that that tree is real. So you rely on the product of the tree, the apple, so you can have fruit, you know? Well, so I, what, I, what I think I was trying to say, though, was that we, we all have different, you know, perceptions. And there's no way to, to accurately say, you know, to define what people's perceptions are because they're all, you know, they're, they're, there's a six or seven billion unique perspectives or whatever, but... We've we've lived now. Me and Isaiah have lived with what my perception of what I look like and what his perception of me what I look like, and we just go from there. And it yeah. doesn't really matter what the what the exact thing is. So I, I think my point was just that yeah, there is no way to actually prove it, but we have these uh, these you know like the Rosetta Stone thing, whatever the language that I'm speaking. It, it, it's like a it's like seven billion in, in specific languages spoken in the world, but we find ways to translate find common grounds and find those points where it's like, I, I don't care what it, what it is that you think that I look like as long as we both, you know, as long as we can move on from that point. All right. Now maybe I kind of lost it there, but I guess what, what, this, this, for me, my memory of, you know, my prom or being 12 or whatever, it's so specific. There's just no way that there's not some process in my mind that is rewriting in some type of chemistry or, synaptic uh, energy or whatever over and over yeah we have this that the, there this is the nobel peace prize was uh, no not nobel peace prize but nobel prize in medicine was won to a collective in trondheim musa collective they found they did the uh, rehearse uh, research on grit cells in in rats and their 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 place of sense uh, if if it's something that you are born with the grid of this and the information fills in after a while, or or do you also get? Or uh, I I think that what they realized was that a newborn rat ha has the same amount of 
grid cells in their brain that a grown adult is just about the information you're going to fill them up with. So you, you are born as a um, fully functional human, but the information you receive is from, from the first... Uh, I, I think that the information you receive from uh, everything that's uh, not you uh, from the point you get out, everything that's not you. External stimuli. Yeah, that's an, an all-inclusive kind of. From the moment you get out, you're one. You're you you are the life, the manifestation of it. You know. Yeah. And everything around around that is kind of that's that's what you that's uh, your the consequence kind of. That's what you have to deal with. You know that you didn't see coming. That you have no you you have no. You had no nothing to do why it went like that or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a big domino sort of thing. Like you're a certain yeah. set of genetics that are given by your two parents, born into a specific point in time in, yeah. in an environment, and then everything after that. But you know, when you're born, the the um, the idea is that you don't have any memories until you have uh, until, right around when you start speaking is when you start forming your first memories, and they. Uh, just they think that so much of our memory is tied to to language or how we remember things, um, but I mean, like, so what you're saying, uh, Greg, earlier is how how you know that what I experienced was so specific and it's written so specifically. Um, I mean, how could that not be still? How could it still? You could still have like your brain again. It's not the information isn't stored there, but time. Um, I don't know how uh, time is, it goes infinitely in both directions and everything that has happened uh, will is, uh, is happening now. No, I don't think there's both directions. I think there's one whole. Right, exactly. So that's a, so there's no the direction? There You're saying no direction. everything is happening all at once? All at once, yeah. always. And we, we just perceive it in a very linear fashion. So yeah. All at once, always. Yeah, so what you, what your physical body moved through at that time your brain made these little um, like connections to it, and then so when you remember it, it's almost like your brain goes back to that time, and th and thinks and, and is just there imagining it rather than the information itself. It's like so you have an antenna that can tune into that specific point in time, rather than yeah, we can we we have free choice. We have free choice to how how we accept our environment. We're not like if animals they don't have free choice. They they have to run or do what they have to do or kind of that's that's at least what we how we look at them. some some animals don't you know there's a uh, there's a, a lot of really interesting stuff coming but, out that that helps people uh, or that is pr um, not proving but pointing in the direction that there is no free will so there's yeah, there <laughs> isn't that crazy and you know what's funny is if you read uh, wait a minute wait a minute person, besides what you've heard from this lady at the bagel shop is there any other important <laughs> discoveries in this field. <laughs> no, there's no Greg, is... Greg, dude, what, what's your favorite discovery? <laughs> what's your favorite discovery? <laughs> no, this this is actually like an extremely interesting topic for me because I feel like what, the the way I look at it is, you you were just talking about like the time thing, whether there's direction, whether there's nothing moving, whether there's stuff. Those things I believe are too big for us to understand. Right, and when we start oh, saying. Oh, Ants our, don't have enough of a brain. Our, our surroundings manifest time and space for us. So we have so, to accept it. Or we can choose to take part in it 
and that's so choice. We're just talking about our, our limited brains, and in the context of, like, where I'm going with it is, in the context of an ant doesn't have enough of a brain to do anything more than rub an antenna and either be the worker or the, the egg layer or the digger or whatever, and then you go up all through these different forms of animals. You get to humans, may or may not be the largest brains on Earth. I don't know. Maybe the whales know something we don't know. Maybe there's some type of bird or a turtle or... I don't. I mean, sharks have been around for million, hundreds of millions of years. Maybe they have been able to do more with less, and they're more advanced. I don't know. Yeah. But what, what we're saying is perception the, of intelligence. You know, perception of intelligence is what you're talking about now. Yeah, right. And it's and it's all relative. So maybe uh, what was that? There was a Galapagos was uh, written by Vonnegut, where he posits that humans went back into the ocean because everything got fucked, and now the dolphins were. You know, we went into like this dolphin. Uh, uh, evolution. And we went back into the ocean into small groups, and this this didn't work with microwaves and guns and Skype and whatnot. But, <laughs> yeah. but my my point is, I the way I see these things is that I feel like we don't we we never will know about the infinite, and and even you know, well we'll fall well short of infinite before yeah, the species we dies. We don't have to know. We don't yeah. have to know exactly. We, we, we don't we have to know. We just can. have to learn how to best move. And Hello? get the best enjoyment out of our seventy-eight years or whatever. Right. Hold on, this I heard Morton saying. Do we drop him? Wait, wait. Uh, I said. can. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay but it's, there was a bit of lagging here. Now I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I think we're. I think it's straight now. Sounds all. It sounds Pot- good now. Potentially coinciding with the joint being smoked. We don't know yet until we look at the readings. I want to say it's probably it's Planet Nine getting off those. <laughs> It's owls. No, no, no. An owl now did just fly over my house. <laughs> now it's just done. Now it's just done and rolled up nice and neatly. And you're just I, staring at it. I'm just staring at it longingly and thinking I might. Yeah, but I, I think... But I, your decision's already made. This is this is what's... Uh, so Sam Harris, you guys, have you heard of this man? Sam Harris is, Yes, author. Yes, he's a very prominent author and atheist and all this other shit, right? So he has uh he's a he's a huge believer in that there is no uh free will and he cites this research that was done where they had uh people in um mris and they would ask them questions and before they verbally or before they and then they would uh, i don't know how exactly they um quantified this or calculated it in it in any way but there were things that happened in their brain that signaled what their decision was before they were consciously aware of what decision they wanted to make. So if they were like, do you want a cup of coffee? A part, as soon as that question was asked, there was a part of their brain that said, I do. And then they sat there and they went, eh, you know, I do. And so like, it, I, again, it was more precise than that i mean there's so many things yeah, like yeah. that's not a very scientific way to, I mean, to look no, at but it but I, I even heard about stuff like that like you uh, the the body or you re- react six seconds before it actually happens or whatnot but I, yeah there's yeah or if there's something yeah. that's about to happen to you that yeah there's there are certain things that start changing in the body before it happens and before you're consciously aware of it even happening um Weird shit, man. High strangeness, I would call does, that. Does that really? Does that really <laughs> no, argue free will, though? I mean, no, it argues I, against free will. No, I, I just don't understand how it can argue against free will, though. That particular example. I mean, I guess what whatever your concept of free will is, but 
I'm just thinking like the independent organism is making its own decision. It's not pre-planned or it's not, you know, I mean, by the time you're, you're, you know, how old are you, Isaiah? You're 20, 24, 24. You've already had the accumulated life experience, 24 years going forward for you. You're not just making decisions in a vacuum. You're making them all based on the last 24 years of your life. Right. And the experience. I don't touch the hot stove. I learned that when I was three, I'm not going to talk to her. She's too tall for me. I know I don't like tall chicks. I'm going to take this left now because the light is green. I mean, you're making those choices. That's free those will. Are, yeah. Okay. Those, so that's like the, the story that my brain, that, that, that my brain is telling me. Uh, but where are the any, answers actually coming from? The answers are, I mean, so yes, those are memories. Those are things that are learned. Um, but that, I mean, and then, and then, so that is a, de- that's a decision that my, that I would make because it's going to give me a better outcome. But when, um, like who, so, so now it's almost like a separation of your, there are chemical reactions or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it that happens before who you would say you are, like your consciousness goes, I do want a cup of coffee. There are, there's something there that it's, it's already done. Like you're going to take the cup of coffee. You want that cup of coffee. So that's just subconscious information driving you then you, but it's still your will Right, it's your mind saying, "Hey, we don't want to have to make a decision on every one of these. Let's come up with some tendencies based on the of the previous answers, and you know, we'll just add a subcon." I just I feel like there's a you know a trillion synapses constantly firing, and you're taking in all kinds of information nonstop. Your body is just really good at receiving, you know, temperature, other conversations, visual stimulus, scent stimulus. And you, you don't have to do stuff with that all the time. You know, you're just going to, you go into the bagel shop, then you're going to do this podcast and you're maybe going to have a, a joint. Then maybe you're going to go back to work tomorrow. You don't need every single piece of information that's coming at you. However, your body collects it very efficiently and it gets stored. And whether you use it or not, you know what I mean? You have a, the library of Congress in your skull, but you only really use the second floor and maybe the dirty, <laughs> dirty section in the back on the third floor. Hey, man, that's a good that's section. I've seen you guys in those section, man. I've seen you guys in that section. The rest of it's if, there, if though, so if sometimes stupid, it just doesn't. If you're stupid, you're, you're, I, I think if you're stupid, you choose on some level not to use the full capacity of your brain even. And right. I think that to, to be the sinners that I never wanted to turn out as, but that, to be honest, I, I think there are a lot of people that are never, ever going to, you can't get them back, kind of. From how far fucked up the ass tree they are. <laughs> the ass but, uh, tree. How <laughs> fucked up the ass tree they are. <laughs> but I, I, I like to stay positive. That's my thing. I, I want to... Um, the thing is, life itself proves life itself. And and life proves that the, that there are more than nothing. As easy right. as that. Life proves that there's more than nothing. And if there's more, there has to be something that wants to create more. Or some 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 something that actually is life is creating life, you know. And I think that we can. I think we can contribute creating life. That that's what I think we should yeah. do. I think life is just a byproduct of like it's it's inevitable. Like there's there is. We made it into a stupid competition or something. Right. And we did, and we don't play fair at all because we are so fucking. Uh, we we like. We are selfish, stupid people. We're monkeys, <laughs> man. We're monkeys. Shouldn't we be, though? No, because, I mean, this thing that we have with our mind is so limited. We have such a... The smartest guy who's going to live the longest life, you know, Albert Einstein living 150 years or whatever, 
it's so limited. Like, what should he be doing? This energy thing that you're talking about is just, it's infinite. It's happening all the time. But right now, this little hard drive that you have control over, it's only going to last for like 50 years. So, like, what should be driving it, you know? Can't, yeah, shouldn't it just be like a hedonistic uh, speedball? Hell yeah! Fucking, fucking run with it, do whatever the hell you want, lie, cheat, steal, and you're going to get buried very shortly nope. no matter what. We, we, we don't have to go into anarchy mode, like the negative way of anarchy. Everybody sees it. When it's anarchy, it's like, rah! It's, everybody's like taking people's stuff and stuff, you know? Don't, don't do that. It's just like, I think people should enjoy life more, but they don't have to go all like it's something to do with their mental hygiene, basically. Clean up in your brain, and and you can work, you can do, be a normal person and have a good life. But it's just if you feel uh, if you feel feel bad, you should be able to do something about it. That's what I'm saying. That's take you take pills. They take pills that add chemicals that make you only think about the good stuff. That's yeah, right. they take pills, but they get addicted to the thought of it, the ideology. They get addicted of iconology. On every kind of ology or an ism, they get fucking tricked into going down the thought train, and then you lack the action. Mm-hmm. You don't have action. Is the one thing that manifests that you actually have a choice because I can choose to build build something, for example. And I, I believe that. I, I choose to commit to that. If I build myself a house, then that house is there. <laughs> and I built it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That, that's, we have to commit to that through action, I think. That's constructionism. The belief <laughs> in construction. <laughs> you don't Are you saying you're a constructionist? Which I am against. I'm in a field recording this right now. I should... In full disclosure, I do not believe in construction. Well, why don't you believe in... Also, uh, no, don't necessarily <laughs> build stuff. You don't have to build stuff, but you can... Uh, I mean, on, even on a, just a mental s- s- play, in your, I mean, if there's a problem, if it exists, you fix it, kind of. Right. And, and now what we do is just delaying the problem and try to ag- agree one more time. We're not going ag- to agree. <laughs> We're not going to agree. Mm-mm. It's not, it's not a chance. It's not a snowball chance in helio. Yeah, man. Life takes the easiest route, not just humans. And so mm-hmm. I think any animal, given our situation, being able to manipulate an environment and whatnot, you're gonna. Just, yeah, but we can't uh, fucking agree with ourselves, even. Right. Because can't we can't. Agree. No, we can't. It's just well, that's we're the thing. Like, plus, yeah. We physically. Uh, I, I. Yeah, I don't believe. Like we. We can't. We can't. It's not. Um. I, there's so much, there's this, this, oh man. Um, Dude, can I do something? I, I would love I'm, for you to do something. What do you? If, no, it's just if the, if the sound quality gets a bit bad, I'm just going to go to a window. <clears throat> that... Oh, right. He has to step outside. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> to step outside. To watch for owls to make sure nothing crazy starts happening. I'm going to, I live I live in this uh, villa in uh, Oslo now. Um, my next door neighbor is one of the richest guys in Norway. Oh, the which is saying yeah. something because if you're in Oslo and you're rich, that's fucking rich because Oslo is the most expensive city in the world. Yeah, Oslo is expensive. I just imagine it's populated entirely by like six foot, ridiculously attractive blonde women. 
Well, yeah. Every Norwegian girl I've ever seen has been pretty beautiful. A distant second to Swedish women, no doubt, but still <laughs> very attractive. Okay. You don't say that. Do I? I um, can you I still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try something now. What is this? I'm gonna try to put my my computer on the floor and then stand outside in the snow. And wait, wait. <laughs> Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah, coming through well now. Yeah, this is great. So, Morton, Morton. Uh oh. Now we lost him. Too close to the ledge. Too close. You're too close, man. You're too close, man. Uh, I thought you went off. I can hear him. Can it hear sounds me? like... Uh, well, what? Yeah? Yeah, I think we got something there. Hello? I'm here now. I'm here now. Yeah, it seems a little faded. I wanted to ask you, Morton, um, if you are... Uh, what, yeah. What are you... So what... What are, what are you working towards at this point? Like, what is your, if you feel comfortable disclosing that, because some people don't really want to talk about, I like, oh, this is like a goal I or an aspiration or something, or? I definitely do. I have a, I have a plan that inspires me these days. You have a what, what? I have a plan that inspires me. Okay, yeah. I want to hear this um, plan. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to multitask with uh, one a legal thing in one hand and one very much legal thing in another, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the duality, baby. <laughs> That's the real duality right there. Gotta live the duality. That's right, motherfucker. Live free yeah. or don't. Shit, shit just getting real down in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Can we what? say can we say kite? Um, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, don't... I, I thought I thought this was a Jew cast. No, it is, sorry. It is. <laughs> How's they that? Don't, they How... don't like that word. You can't hide the hook, you know. You can't hide the hook. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dude, that's such a. It's a funny word. It's such a bad word that a lot of people don't even so, know it. You can't. You can't think around with Jewish people at all. It's the N-word. It's the N-word for Jews, basically. Uh, it's, yeah, and it's, it's, so, uh, it's so bad, most people don't even know it. That's because the Jews control television, and they don't let the word on television. I, I remember you said that to a black guy in New York. <laughs> yeah? How did yeah, you go? Said, no, you said, like, he was trying to sell the tickets or something, and he was so sick of it, and you said, like, hey, what's up, nigga? And he, and he went, you can't say that. And you said, well, I'm a kike. <laughs> shit that's right you go right in there you go right in that's, there yeah, that's yeah, badass that's a funny i was somebody else i was i was talking to in new york again um right outside of a bar and i kept uh i was like i was saying something and i kept using the word kike and the guy's like stop using that word and i was like are you a kike and he's like <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, no, but you're making me uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm a, I am. So dude, just chill out. It's cool. Like we can, do no, that. I can totally relate. I cannot do the N word. I can't do it. I can't, I'm not, but are you, know you going to le- are you going to tell a black guy to stop using it in front of you? No, no, but it makes me uncomfortable. That's right. all I was saying is I can identify with the discomfort, whether I'm partaking or not. Even if I went to the whitest place on earth, let's say Norway, and it was just me and some guy in the middle of a mountain talking, and it was, you know, I still would not feel comfortable using it or hearing it because it just has such a nasty connotation. There's only a couple words like I don't, that. I don't consider myself a nigger. I don't consider myself as a nigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> so South, is that a South Park reference? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm no nigger guy. Last night we were making like mumus hair, like good Nepali munch. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, I'm heading back to my room, but I have to be a bit. I can sit in the kitchen, maybe. I'm moving around in my apartment now. Yeah, but the you know that guy, he 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 he's like I I can't be in this conversation anymore. Which I don't know. I just think it's fun. I think it's uh, uh I'm taking it back. I'm making it my own. And um, it's like it's gonna be more of a a, a term of endearment and camaraderie because that's how I. I think you're gonna it. find more people get get their hackles raised with that word, which well, you know obviously still use away, say it as much as you want, but it's it's not gonna be a term of endearment unless you, f- you know, find people that also really like to use it, which are yeah, probably but, far know, and few how, between. You know, you think the first black guy who who was using you know the N word as a you know what's up nigga. Like he, you know, he he had somebody started it. Somebody said it's ours. I'm taking it, and I'm using it to talk to my friends, and it's not gonna keep me down anymore. And uh, you know, he probably said it to a lot of people that were like, "Yo, I am very uncomfortable by that." But then, the thing is, I I, I don't really feel that I have a context to use it in that often. You know, hike. <laughs> no, the, all the words we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, all the words. Well, like I said, it's like, I mean, any, when you're speaking to your friends, do you ever use um, a, just a real colloquial term of endearment, something like dude or bro? Like in, in America, we'd say dude, bro, man, those kind of things. Yeah, obviously, uh, yes, of course. But, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's origin, it's etymology is something that's a bit worse. That's something It's all that, about set, set and setting. It's all about set and setting. It is, set and setting, <laughs> yeah. like. Communication is at its lowest, at its at its very bottom rung are the actual words being spoken. You know, the actual like written. If you were to read it down and read, write it down and read it. So when you're talking to someone, it's uh, it's the the communication, the um, uh, sorry. What? Yeah, sorry, and it's like the communicate. Yeah, the, that communication is. I love, um, I love that you dropped out on the word communication. It's all about uh, communication. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like communication. Subtle irony is his special yeah. craft. That is yeah. my special. Kapoo, kapoo. That's right. Got him. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let me let me continue on that little that little bit. So, uh, um, you know, people then and a lot of times when they get upset with something, it boils down to them choosing a lot of times to be upset with something. So language in its it evolves and changes in every aspect and every language does it and every language comes from another language. So when people start using a word differently than it was once used before, it then becomes um, the people that choose people that are offended by it, they almost um, I don't know, I feel like they're almost choosing to be offended because then you choose 
the which way to interpret. But if you, let's say you go to a yeah. comedy show and you hear something that offends you, well, first, the setting of, your set and setting of hearing that was you paid someone to tell you jokes. So it's like, right there, you know, then, so you should, anything that's being said should then be taken under that context, which is the more important thing happening than the, the actual words being spoken. And, uh, like, fucking, um, like, words change and evolve all the time. Like, look at Shakespeare. He came up with a, a million new words and that are now something that we we use all the time. But yeah, but word... I, I, find, I find, actually, I find that uh, the word is, uh, the word is a manifestation, always. And the moment the word is spoken or written or manifested, it's, it's kind of, it loses some of its magic as well. I find, I kind of find it's, it's. I, I, I totally agree. I'm not. I'm not gonna go on about the whole. Uh, it's interesting that uh, the word is also not spoken, you know, to the opposite of when the word is spoken. But I, I do. I do, and it's kind of ironic to sit and talk about it, even you know. But I, I, I was discussing this with a this, this Norwegian poet called Hovavem. Who is? Uh, I met him actually on the Norwegian philosophy festival this summer, and the theme of the. The uh, festival was consciousness, actually. Ah. And uh, I, I went there, and I, I really, I was, I was kind of looking forward to it. But it was so, it was academia at its worst. It was just debunking everything and uh, just writing the magic and love out of every fucking equation. And I mean, they didn't take. I, I found that they, they kind of ruined the beauty of the wonder that is life by by keep kind of talking about it and breaking it down and kind of because i i really i find it interesting to to do that myself and it's it's it, but you always end up in in some some universe of eternity itself where where you know you you, you just keep wondering kind of it's it doesn't end and uh uh, at, at least in my own, I talked a lot about <clears throat> uh, with my family and my father, especially about this the the, the approach to life, which is uh, more the internal journey and being on the road and being in the now and all of that stuff. And it's I, I find it really inspiring, and it it um, it makes me want to do and actually makes me do the stuff I actually want to do. So. Now I remember it that you said that what I'm, what I'm, my plan or what, what, I'm, what am I doing? Yes. Um. So I'm, I've been working as a photographer like for like five five years, and that's been really good. And I've been doing doing a lot of cool stuff, and it's been really good to me, kind of. I felt and. Uh, Can I just ask real quick? That's like how you make your living. That's your sole job as your photographer. Well, he does the the school thing too. Yeah, but then like, yes, that's that's what I'm doing now. That um, I was working as a sole thing as a photographer, but then you end up. I don't know. It 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 uh, destroyed my passion for it somehow because I always had to compromise and do compromises that I wasn't comfortable comfortable with, and and you have to do that kind of. That is so funny that we just, that's a callback to what we were talking about last last week, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. When people say that bullshit, do what you love, I go, fuck that. Yeah. Do something that you can deal with for your job 
what you love, keep for yourself because you'll constantly be fucking bent over and it'll be wrapped up with what you love. Yeah. And if you wrap up what you love with what you have to do to get by, it's going to get ugly a lot of the times. It's so funny that we just fucking said that last week. But, yeah. but the thing is, the, the thing is it's, it's, it also has some really good sides to it uh, the, to make it your, your work and your uh, livelihood because then you get many good pr- perspectives on it. You grow a lot uh, professionally and you you deal with your profession in a way and you, you have that focus on it. And it, I think that's that's really good because then you are progressive and you... You're disciplined and you get shit done, you know? Yeah, you just uh, have to do it in a way where you don't have to make yeah, and, the compromises, you, which is, I think, I what, yeah. You need, you unavoidable, need, unavoidable. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's unavoidable. And and now I I just, I've been thinking and I, I'm, I've been searching for a new approach to it. And what I found is I really like just go around and, and I like that all my life, just go around fixing stuff and, and, uh, and <laughs> so I've I've been trying to apply as a uh, uh, janitor at this theater place, and what I what I'm trying to get into maybe let's see what happens. But maybe I want to uh, like build um, like scenography for theaters and stuff, build uh, like stages and yeah, or design like, them. You can yeah design them, build them, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Just build stuff. I really like building stuff. <laughs> and then uh, maybe, I, and then I want to, I guess, settle for a, a bit, uh, at least a year, a year and a half, maybe here in Oslo. I work hard and make a lot of money. And then uh, I'm going to travel the fucking world, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you know, um, you know, that's what, what Joey does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? you, know, you, you do you know? Do you know? Uh, this is cool. Joey had a doll that I stole from him in New York. Yeah, uh, it caused it was, a lot of controversy, by the way. A doll? <laughs> yeah, a yeah, doll so. of Popeye. A Popeye doll. Popeye doll. And, okay. And that Popeye. and that and that Popeye doll has a tattoo. And I and I just took that my to, tattoo myself on my right arm. It's an anchor. That's. <laughs> 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 I love that, dude. Yeah. So yeah, he Joey had this this uh, he was going and doing a bunch of things and and um, always going out and coming back and so I'd always have to watch his place because that's what he does in New York. He works um, with the union, like the stage union, stagehand union. He's a does all that kind of shit. And he uh, on his the back of his he's very eclectic. Like if if you see inside his house, he has little things from all over and like a lion's head on his wall and like little little knickknacks and things sitting around. It's not like a mess. It's like very like a, it's it's like a little museum. And he's got a story for everything. And he has like pieces of furniture he's like built. It's he's a really cool, interesting dude. But on the back of his toilet seat, he had a, a little doll of, of Popeye and. Um, <laughs> It wasn't until he Morton had left for a while. He was gone for uh, back in Norway for a while, and he told me. And then he sent me a couple of pictures. Like he put the doll in some of his pictures, just like as a little item sitting off in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I told Joey, thinking Joey would be like, "Oh, that's like." But Joey was like mad. <laughs> he's, he's like, "I want my." He's like, "I was wondering what happened to my doll. I want it back," which yeah. is funny because I guarantee how a lot of those items got in his house are the same yeah. way. 
<laughs> but the thing is, when I saw that doll, I just I just needed it for a while, and I always thought that I, I just always thought I was bringing it back. So can, can I actually can you send me the address to Joe and stuff, and I'll send the doll back. Dude. But I I've, I I can print out the, all the pictures. Some of the pictures have been printed in like or read the newspapers and stuff, and the doll has been a part of it. And, you know. So if you yeah, dude, if you send him like a little uh, like a little envelope or box with some of the the pictures and the yeah, yeah, yeah. He, sure. I think he would really like that <laughs> <laughs> I should I want to get his his address in a sneaky way I can't remember exactly what it was yeah yeah try to figure it out somehow and then oh yeah my gosh let me make that let me make that note real quick yeah yeah he was um, a crazy guy he was he was we were hanging out outside his place and he was I needed to buy cigarettes, and the garbage truck just drove by, so I just ran and jumped on it, and just, boom, just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just <laughs> half an hour later came back or something. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we were at a bar, remember? Yeah, we were at that, uh, yeah, without, they, they only had, like, bottled beer and, like, a bottle of stuff, or, and not cold, because... The, the electricity was out. They were running, yeah. the, the bar was running on a generator. Yeah, and there was, was this guy in a, like a black skeleton suit playing the trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Joey, yeah, we walk outside, and he's like, "Anybody got cigarettes?" And we're like, "No." He's like, uh, "He's like, I think I might call a cab." And he's sitting there in a garbage. Yeah, like he said, just drove by, and he just jumped on the back, <laughs> yeah. rode it down to a store. <laughs> nice. Oh, the guy's. Oh, yeah, Joey. He was dude. cool he's, guy. He's a yeah. He uh, he's a great good, great great. Dude. Great good. Great good. Great googly moogly. He's a good old Joe. Good old Joey. Dude, he, we, so I graduated, uh, he went to my high school and he graduated the year ahead of me and I went to his uh, graduation and he had the longest name of our graduating class. Like they had everyone's name on a list and his name yeah. just stuck out from everyone's okay. because he's, he's Catholic and he's like fully, he's gone through like all the shit. So he has all his extra names and whatnot. And okay. I think, yeah. It's um, I would yeah. I would say his full name, but there's no point in divulging his full name. It's a long, it's a long name. <laughs> it's all it's very Italian. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see. But hell yeah, I'd like to buy a vowel pad. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I think we're we're we've landed comfortably here. This has been. Did you just land comfortably? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nice. This is, nice. Yeah, man, this was, this, first of all, it was just awesome to be able to talk to you again, and I yeah. haven't spoken to you in a, in a really long time, so um, let's see, last time I can recall speaking with you, I was like physically on the Appalachian Trail talking to you. Yeah, um, I think so too. But I think I might have like, it was just, I don't know if it was messages or what after that. Um, I think we might have spoke, I'm, I'm not sure. Either way... I think the Appalachian Trail was really good for you. Me too. Yeah. To say that that is a severe understatement. Yeah. Um, to say what it did for me and, and what I want to be doing with my life and all that kind of stuff. I've been thinking of walking. I've been thinking of walking to Trondheim now from my hometown. It's, it will take a couple of weeks. Dude, Walk uh, in the mountains in Norway. I, I you should do this. Don't even yeah. think about it. But it's, it's quite rough now in the winter, though. Oh, but, uh, don't, it's, don't do it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do it in wintertime. There you go. Hell yeah. The harder the conditions, the more you'll get out of it, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Maybe you should just do it. Get down or lay down, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I... I don't know. I'm, 
Hey, you can't die. Even at the top of the mountain, you can't die because the energy will just get smattered. I mean, you're already... Yeah. We're already all everything, so what the hell? Okay, I've, been thinking, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I uh, just had to... to uh, Did I get dropped? Uh, yeah, get, get some money, and then I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, it's... um. It's, I think uh, as soon as you start traveling on foot for a, a, you know, a, a, a distance that's more than what you would do in, in your daily life, yeah. where, the, where you have to like sleep in between and wake up and do it again, there's, there's something that comes out in you instinctually. Who just... Holy shit. What happened? Hello? Is Greg still there? Did we lose Greg? I think we lost Greg. Oh, no. Uh oh, that's all right. Fuck man, always something with these things. That's Martin. not bad. We can't complain. There's just one drop. So we're gonna get Morton. Is he back on the phone? Are we all on the phone now? Uh, he's it's, he's coming through right now. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm calling him again. Well, we almost had a smooth ending. It sounded like it was coming to a nice close, and then it kind of went squirrely. He says, "I'm here, but put on hold by Isaiah." What? Hold on. Call on hold. I. I'm just gonna. I gotta hang it up. So that way I can. Yeah. All right. Hello, Morton. You here? Huh. I'm still here. I got it. Let me just redo all this, and I'm gonna have to cut. I'll cut out this little segment of this happening. I think people will find actually, it compelling, but okay. Actually, it's still <laughs> it's still just recording all all the way through. Yeah, people are compelled. <laughs> hey. Oh, there he is. I'm there. Back. Hey. Hey, he's back. Yeah. Excellent. And you know what? Looking at, at the, the recording, I don't think I'm going to have to splice anything. I think it just kept going somehow. That's nice. Hell yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, after the trail, I, uh, I came back home and I immediately started working and, and um, just sort of getting into a rhythm. And then I wanted to go ride my bike and I did that for a little while. But uh, in the course of all that happening, I met a, a female and then I had a really bad case of girlfriend itis for a long time. So even when once I had <coughs> come back from uh, once I had come back from riding my bike for a little bit, then uh, I uh, I also wasn't in a position to to sort of like I know because like we were I wanted to like talk and reach out and stuff, but so I was so as soon as I got back, she wasn't back yet. And then I was working on all these. That's when I started doing the open mic. I started doing my podcast. I started doing all this, all these things, and it was fucking awesome. And then she got back, and I was doing them all at once. But then the relationship started taking precedence, precedence over other things, and it just it became very poisonous and infectious, and and sort of it wasn't it wasn't the best in a lot of ways. So um, it caused me to like I took a three month hiatus from doing the podcast. I missed a, uh, I stopped doing a number of like the con like I did stop doing the, the, the open mic kind of and um, but here here we are out on the other end and I would never go back and change anything dude I love all my experiences even even the ones that at the time are I'm, I'm thinking are shitty or bad or I'm having a bad time I get on the other end and I have all those XP points that I that I use to, to make people laugh. That's my that's my end goal. It's just making people laugh. Your XP where, points, nice. Hell yeah, man. I put those in. Yeah. I and I put those points in laughter. 
<laughs> laughter, the refreshing gift of laughter. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, laughter. That's that's. Uh, <coughs> and that's that's that. Serious, man, so. I got a serious a hit of the cough here now. Oh. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Funny, clever. Ha ha. He's the cleverest. Morton is the cleverest. <coughs> well. Uh, there we go. So I think, yeah, it just kept recording that whole time, which is, that's nice. I'm not going to have to splice anything, but, um, this is, uh, this is a really, this has been really great. So everyone, thank you, Morton. Morton also, because that was almost like an introductory thing. Like we, we hit a lot of hard topics right at the beginning. Um, you know, we got through there, like we talked about our story of like how we met and whatnot. And then, um, but we got pretty deep in there. So next time when we come back, if, if you're, you're more than welcome to always have, do this, like we don't have to record it. We just have conversations like we used to. Yeah, that'd be you, nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> nice talking some more. I, I really like, enjoy talking to you. And we can, I don't know, let's see what happens. Absolutely. I would love for you to come back. And um, I think the first time <coughs> is, like, uh, is always kind of that kind of thing. And it's so easy to, to, to go off in that area, but I don't care. I don't care what happens when we're talking. As long as it's interesting and I'm enjoying the time we're doing it, I don't give a fuck. But um, hell yeah, man. Maybe uh, maybe if you want if you, if you wanted to come back on the podcast, you could um, have some of your art, artwork and we can look at it and talk about it. And yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. So yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, and it's Greg... It's, it's been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, Greg as well. It's been it's been nice. I feel like I've talked so much, I um, don't remember half of it. But it's uh, <laughs> it's been nice, a good good uh, good conversation. But dude, that's that's why, that's uh, I'm I I was talking to someone a little bit ago, and they they said that, like they they named their friend, and then they they said that their friend was a gem, and when they said that they're like that imagery put it in my head, and I was like that's that's how I feel about, um, my, my friends that I have or like the people that I hold, uh, close to me. And then I talk to a lot because, you know, you encounter so many people in your day to day life. And, uh, so often you just meet somebody and you're just like, eh, whatever, you know, you're someone's friend, but you're probably not mine. Like I, we're just not connecting here. Like there's something not here, but, uh, I have like, so the friends that I have, like there's something about them. They're, they're gems to me. Like there's something really just peculiar, the way their brain ticks, the way they see things, the way they talk about things. There's just something about them. And that's what I am. I'm, I'm a gem collector. You know, I got, I got Morton. He's a prized possession. He's a prized gem. He's a very, <laughs> he's a fantastic gem. And I put him up on the shelf and then, and I talk to him and then you got Greg and he's up on the shelf. I, I put him in a nice little amulet, you know? <laughs> it's a necklace. It's a necklace. You know what? When you told me that uh, he was from Norway, I the only frame of reference I have, the only person from Norway I've ever spent any time with was back in the nineties I did a year at a school called uh Western State College of Colorado. It's like five hours south of Denver. And there was a dude from Norway. He was like the coolest guy in the fucking world. He was there on a ski see. scholarship. His dad was like this ginormous lawyer. I think in Oslo, actually. He was from Oslo, and he was just, like, the fucking coolest guy in the world. He was there for, like, 48 hours, and he already had, like, an entourage. Like, the best-looking black woman in the entire school flocked to him within, like, two days, and he just always had an entourage, and he was always like, oh, I'd love to fuck around with you American guys, but I got fucking, you know, whatever. I was, He was just the coolest fucking guy, so... 
that was what you had to live up to. And I, I you, you're a very interesting guy. I, I really enjoyed the time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> that's what you, you had to live up to. <laughs> I had to live up to this amazing forty-eight hour Norwegian extravaganza. Yeah. And you did more. Yeah. You did more in two hours, Morton, than he could dream uh, of. I'm I'm full of shit as well. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna depressingly sleep alone for the. Uh, I'm so <laughs> I'm so single these days. It's it's it's. Uh, uh, hey, I'm writing with this girl now though. I'm asking you if you want to walk in the snow with me, but she was Any going to bed. Any girl that wouldn't want to walk in the snow with Morton is a fool. You gotta get the incorporate the pickup line. Say, hey, we're all together, baby. Why not lay in my bed for a little while? Because we're all uh, one. I, I I saw it in a movie once. This this pickup line. It was it went like, I believe you are what you eat, and tomorrow I'm I intend to be you. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I like that. But, <laughs> but kind of be, people kind of. Uh, <laughs> they go a bit, I don't know. Make it pepper sprayed. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm envisioning a percentage of the scenarios that end up with you getting pepper sprayed with that line, but yeah. work something out close I, to I, it. I, I've, I've managed, uh, I've managed to go without the pepper spray. <laughs> you just gotta, look, don't even, that, that line's too much. It's too convoluted. You just walk up to him and you say, Hey baby. Hey baby. Hey baby. <laughs> What's up baby? Uh, okay. You want to sit on my face? <laughs> you want to just go straight to the face licking? Yeah, sit on my face. You had a raw line, and Isaiah <laughs> just ran it through his his skilled uh, filters, and that is the real finished line. You want to sit yeah. on my face? Sit on my yeah. face. You could say I. I yours has some sort of like, um, it's like a metaphor and this whole thing. I just boiled it down. I just cut right to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have between your legs and my face? Is that the case? Is that the case? <laughs> listen, listen, babe. Hey, baby. Here's the case. I want what you have between your legs on my face. Yeah. Bam. All right. Did you see? Not that? happening would be a big disgrace. <laughs> English has a second language. Are you and before, listen, that's and poetry. Before I, before I do it, I want to hit that lace, something like that. Yeah, yeah, or t yeah, like uh, yeah, take the yeah. take off that lace, hit that lace. You, yeah, I'm sure your words after the first three lines will be muffled by a vagina on your face. So, oh yeah, so I wouldn't spend too much time that. on line four or <laughs> <poor, laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you gonna try it out on this? Um... Nah, I think I'm gonna go easy on the rap genre in general, to be honest. Uh, but um, the survey, man, ask her if she's got a weird uncle. How many, <laughs> how many tits does she have? What's the, you know, bam? Yeah, bam. I bring the clipboard. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you yeah. about a clipboard. A clipboard is a key to the world. If you have a clipboard, everyone will give you time. You could take anything you want. You could do anything. Let's say if you not walk, in Norway. If you have clipboards in Norway in the streets, people avoid you like water through a rock. I think that's universal. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> right. It's it's you need so like I'm under the impression if you walk, you have you ever been to a mall and you know they have like furniture? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was really wondering, and you know how they have like furniture just like in the middle of the mall. Yeah, yeah. So if so you passive. have a clipboard and maybe a jumpsuit, who's going to stop you from taking that furniture? If you just walk in, you got a clipboard, you just start moving the furniture. Like, who's going to approach you and be like, don't do that? 
It'd be like, what are you talking about? Don't do that. I gotta, I, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then that's, you look like you're supposed to be doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, mall security. Yeah. Uh, looking at a crazy guy with a clipboard moving. Then, then, you're just gonna then you, could, you could mail it to Joey. Then he'd have a story about how he got the uh, coin op leather chair in his uh, in his uh, living room. The coin op, yeah. yeah. It was commandeered. Well, we, can, we can try to. We can try to. I should get my ass over to the United States and North American before everything goes to hell there, and then uh, enjoy the last bit of it. Enjoy the last bit of it. Yeah, and man. Then, it would uh, be, it would be fun to to see how far you can get with a clipboard like can you just walk yeah. into a restaurant and then into the kitchen <laughs> just, just, yeah just start yeah. writing things down on your clipboard like <laughs> yeah. i'm the uh, i'm the clipboard observer maybe wear a hat and a walking stick <laughs> what, is there something what kind of hat are we talking here <laughs> dude do you remember poor ralph poor ralph yeah so yeah. so uh greg I was kind of, I was earlier, I was thinking about, I was like, we might touch on poor Ralph. And then I, I couldn't help but just recall, or I couldn't help but think to myself how much I cannot recall about poor Ralph. <laughs> so, so Greg, um, there's, you know, you're locked in a, a pretty small apartment for days on end without electricity or anything. You just sit there and you talk and you write and you do different things. And um, eventually we ended up spitballing a TV show called Poor Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> poor and Ralph. Poor Ralph. And it what was, was what was the premise? The premise is uh, this uh, weird guy with Down syndrome called Ralph lives. Uh, <clears throat> his mother just died, so he lives in like uh, the big house. Uh, and he's not like no, no, no. He's not like like Down syndrome. He's more like autistic maybe or something. So I think it, I think he was Down syndrome because he, he no just, the neighbor. Neighbor called something else. He was Down syndrome. And poor, damn me, damn me, damn me, yeah, damn me. <laughs> and then that was like poor Ralph's best friend, and he came over and kind of ate there and stuff. But poor Ralph just stayed. He was doing detective work, you know. Oh yeah, he was a detective. And didn't yeah. damn me? Okay, so I think damn me had uh, he did have Down syndrome, but he was like really kind of wasn't he like really mean? No, no, damn was like good at heart, but did everything like kind of clumsy. So he kind of set up a lot of booby traps and stuff, but just. <laughs> like movie traps are just in the way, kind of. Just like it just slowed down the burglar a bit. Just like just they had to move some stuff, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just put up like really bad movie traps all over, and uh, it just kind of ah, kind of like they're just in the way and annoying. And then Dan was kind of no, uh, poor Ralph. He was sitting always in his. He kind of moved downstairs after his mother died, but you can see that all the stuff in the living room was kind of like his mother's stuff, then some dust, and then his new stuff up on top of it. So it's kind of like a uh, two-generation living room uh, <laughs> with, with his like, detective uh, database in the middle. And then really? uh, and there was this party guy who did, that used to drop by. I kind of felt sorry for him a bit. I think it was from Finland. Oh, we, dude, I cannot believe... Because you're right. That that was something we, we also yeah. thought of. Like, I... I'm rec- I cannot remember like a lick of this. If you if I had to take like a test on it, I'd fail it. But as you're saying this, you're right. That yeah, <laughs> you're right, that's yeah, it was good, some good TV show. <laughs> it was a really good TV show. But yeah. There's something about like what would um, what was Paul uh, not Paul's um, uh, Ralph like his character traits like what how did he act like how, there was something like funny just about his personality and like damny and like the way everything fit together. 
Yeah, it was, it, I don't know. He, it was something to do with how he, what kind of cases he did. And he was a bit like uh, he didn't like people that much, so he kind of just at home, at home, googled everybody and was a detective, like a failed detective. Oh yeah, like he was. He, wasn't there an aspect where he was like he also felt like he was above most cases? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, just, it's too boring for me. Just no, no. It's just yeah. He's always above. Always like arrogant to the whole. <laughs> Uh, I got. He was always using like excuses to do stuff. To I can't do it. I have to do detective work, you know. And then he sucked at as a, as a detective, kind of. I think that was it, or yeah. something. I don't yeah. know. I think it was. I think it was too. It was. That was yeah. a great. Um, yeah. Great spitball. There was. There was a lot of a lot going on there. Man, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, spitball on a. Uh, poor Ralph, man. Poor Ralph. Poor Ralph, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that's like, and that. The name of the show is also just like the only thing you can do, you know. You just look at the show and you just go, "Poor, poor Ralph." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor Ralph. What are you gonna do? It's yeah. Poor Ralph. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking yeah. hey, I love it. That's great. All right, hey, my roommate comes here now. He's yeah. he's a trumpet player. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, he 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 um plays. Did he play in a band or is he solo or? Yeah, he plays in the band. He plays just uh, just uh, released a new record. Actually, it's uh, he plays with like uh, hip hop guys here in Oslo. Hip hop, that's um, crazy. You can check out Mutual Intentions, and I uh, I can uh, Christopher Eikram is his name. Okay, so what's, wait, what's the name of the the band? Uh, I can see if I can find it here now. Mm. This is interesting, and I'm not even going to try to say his name. Whenever you say a name, I think you're just speaking yeah. in the region for some reason. Or <laughs> no okay, way. yeah. No, it's just, uh, uh, let me see. He plays on um, this kind of, ah, come on. You can check out Mutual Intentions on Facebook. That's the name? Yeah, that's the name of kind of their group of people or whatnot. Mutual intentions. All right, hell yeah. They have like a collective of people playing, and he's a part of it. Norwegian hip hop involves a trumpet. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm down. It links to SoundCloud for 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 then fruitful platter. I don't know. Yeah, if you can give me a link to SoundCloud, I'll I'll uh, put it on the thing. Why not? Who cares? Put it up there. People can listen to it. I like music. Or not, who yeah. cares? Like, so, I want to do this, that. This is my roommate <laughs> saying. Being a private answer. Yeah. Walking home. Uh, yeah, I can search for... Uh, wait, I can I can try to send you the links. So I, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, and if it's if it's some, like if it's hard to find it, like I can... I, I think I might be able to find it. It's up to you. Uh, let's see. This is Ivan Av and oh, okay, heck yeah. Mutual, it, it plays drum, yeah. And then I live with uh, some drummers. They they play like free jazz, contemporary shit. It's really out there. <laughs> so it's SoundCloud. Um, dot com slash Ivanav I V A N A V E. Nice. Yeah, Ivanov. Ivanov, and that's his name. 
Yeah, and then there's the album Fruitful. I can tell you. Cool. Uh, All right. I think we should um, we should now officially wrap it up here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. And and uh, hell yeah. So thank you, Greg. Greg. Yeah. We, thank you very much. Sorry, I was Greg. Listening. Greg. I was actually <laughs> listening to Ivan Av, and uh, I didn't want to put it on there, so I I paused. How do you feel about I it? I had it on mute. I like the album cover. It's very reminiscent of like late seventies American uh, singer songwriter type art. I don't think that's going to be indicative of the music. I just heard like ten bars and it reminded me of the theme for Portlandia. Okay. Hell, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I want to listen to it. I'll listen to it in just a second. But all right, thank you everyone for listening. Everyone, Morton Espelando. Um, is there? Uh, Are we saying goodbye now? Like now we press the red button and. Uh, uh, no way. I'm gonna press the red button and we'll we'll talk for just a second. But um, I want to say, is there? Do you have like, um, if somebody maybe wanted to go look at your photography or just like a little, is is there somewhere they can go or um, or do you want people to to look at it or? Yeah, I don't know. They can. They it's can up to you. If you give me a link whenever I post it, I'll just put the link in the in the um with the whenever I post it. So if people are listening to it and they want to go and, and, and see some pictures. Maybe the picture, maybe if it's just the, even the picture that you um, you won the contest with, I could post that one up. I mean, it's up to you, though. Like you, yeah. Yeah, they can definitely check out, you can check out, like, um, uh, Mount Everest photography on Facebook. That's that's just... That's some of my pictures, like band pictures, like bands from Norway. Mount Everest photography. Yeah, and right. some... Some small like travel, uh, a bit cool. random. So and I'll then, give uh, the yeah I'll get I'll post the specific link with the uh, with the, the the podcast. Yeah, that's some of them. I can they maybe post the the from the trip, the motorbike trip. Oh hell yes, yes. And that, is that in Mount Ever, uh, Mount Everest photography as well, or no? But it's in Norwegian. But, um, okay, that, that's the motorbike trip. Um, cool. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just do that one, or I'll do both. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! This has been great. Thank you, uh, thank you, Morton. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, thank you as as well. It was and nice, uh, nice, nice to talk. Yeah, as soon as I post it, I'll I'll give you um, a link to it, and uh, we, you can you can listen to it and hear yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, and thank you, thank you, Greg. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. I enjoyed it. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Me, why have you a long time? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.